Trip Flip every Sunday nights on Travel Channel at 8 p.m. 7 Central, Edmonton, Canada. I'm coming to the comic strip to do stand-up April 3rd through 7th. As always, go to birdbirdbird.com. Are we recording now? Yeah, we're recording. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I don't even do levels. Like, and that's why I get so many people shitting about my sound. So then I brought in one of my buddies is uh, big. His bro- is your hand shaking? Do you need a beer? It's no, in the fridge. No, I just had a beer uh, over at the uh, McDougal Street. There's beer yeah. right behind you. I went to the McDougal Ale House. That was my old haunt. Really? Yeah, dude. This is so surreal to be here because, like, I lived across the street. I worked down the street. I'd hang out here at late nights in the Olive Olive not Olive Garden. What's the name of the place? I want it to be the Olive Garden from now on, but it's called the Olive Tree. The Olive Tree. <laughs> I, my two roommates worked at the Olive, or one of them did. Remember the lesbian I lived with? No. Monica? No. I... She was a little, little like, real hot little Cuban chick. I think <clears throat> those, I remember, I remember your apartment. Yeah. I was up. I remember going to your apartment. I remember being like, this motherfucker's got the <laughs> baddest place on the planet. I fucking I scored on that place. Yeah, you had a bunk bed. Yeah, I've always wanted a bunk bed. Oh, I built that shit. I remember Kristen Medock dumped me. Man, it broke my heart. I flew down. I was just started stand up, and I was I didn't even start stand up. I was fucking. Do you know the, the level where you're just hanging out at clubs and you're not really getting up, but you're telling everyone I'm you're at that level now. <laughs> <laughs> That's my level now. I feel like that now when I come home, well, not home, but when I come back to New York, yeah. so I don't really know. Like the only, only person I ever really met at the uh, at the Olive Tree was Manny. Yeah, and he died, and yeah, so like he I did. Yeah, and I and I every time I do Manny talking to me, the yeah. one time he told me I was funny, yeah. I always go, I always do him going, Bert, I think you're very funny. <laughs> Pete Coriel, he goes, he didn't have a fucking accent. Yeah, that's Esty. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking molded him into one person. <laughs> he uh, but that was so, that was his son that came up here yesterday. Gnome is Manny's son? Yeah, that's his only son, and now he owns everything. Him and Ava, who is his, you know, basically his wife, who yeah. lives upstairs, who is one of the most amazing painters. All the artwork in the Olive, this place, Olive Garden or Olive Tree downstairs <laughs> is Ava's paintings and, and drawings. So for anyone that's listening to this, so I would say all my listeners are probably, I know where my listeners live. You do you, all of them? Yeah. You have address? Are you Santa Claus? No, I, 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 I'm obsessed with my Libsyn when I find out what cities I'm big in. Oh. Like I'm obsessed with that shit. So a lot of people don't know the kind of the folklore of New York. Right now, I'm in New York. I'm doing, uh, I came in to do press for Trip Flip. Mm. And, I, I, and I did Bobby's podcast yesterday. And Bobby tapes this podcast. He's got a studio above the Comedy Cellar. Yeah. Comedy Cellar is the last bastion un- of uncommercialized stand-up comedy in its truest form in this city. Is that fair to say? I, I don't know if I'd say that. I think what's happening now, which I was just I just did an interview for some radio th- show or, or paper in Minnesota. We actually were talking about that, how, how I'm so excited that comedy clubs are becoming, um, are opening, but not like these little, I, I would call them like boutique hotels. These boutique comedy yeah. clubs who, um, you know, they care about comedy and they have to care about the comics and they have to sell tickets because they don't have 50 of them or 100, you know, other yeah. ones that do well. 
They just have that one. I think there's a lot of comedy clubs in New York, like The Stand. I got just an, I'm supposed to do a fucking spot there when I came into the city, and I just, I'm so bad about it. Those You know who those guys are? No. They're the guys from Cringe Humor. Shut the fuck up. I will not. This is the a guy, podcast. What's his name? Pa- Patrick? Patrick, um, Chris. Um, yeah, all those guys. from The Cringe Humor guys and the Cringe Humor mani- management the guys uh, and his brother, um, they opened up uh, a comedy club. And they, they literally took the best, you know, out of the clubs, like the cellar and stuff like that. It's a, upstairs is an insane restaurant and bar. Where is it? It's on twentieth and third, I think. Fuck. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to he- get an email from there. It's on the fuck. Shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's actually. I just did the Riotcast. We Riotcast Network. We had a show over there. That's your network. Yeah. Yeah. The, this one, and uh, they. We just did a show, and that's where we did it. It was packed up. It's like an eighty seater. Oh, I fucking love that. Yeah, it's a really. It's a really cool. It's like the, but the Comedy Cellar was the place. It was like uh, the best comics in the country, and this yeah. is before I think. At the time, I guess, New York, when I was here, New York wasn't what it is now, where there's Gotham, which is a theater club. Caroline's is, I guess, has always been that way, but I always felt Caroline's a little more accessible when I was here. But this place was inaccessible. You had to be a pro. You had to be a fucking headliner in the country. You had to be top-notch on top of your game to work here. Right. And it was everyone's goal to work here. And then, <clears throat> I don't know, I don't. I haven't been back. I haven't been back in a while. Well, but. that's what I was saying, is I think that, you know, there was a time where comics, we played clubs like this, and then... Uh, you know, the improvs opened, and then comics started doing theaters. The improvs had to compete with, with theaters. That? That's fucking insane. I can't, like, I was talking to someone the other day, and they were like, you're ready to go to theaters. I'm like, no, I'm not. Well, look, man, you look, you, you might be, but there's, there's not, I mean, maybe not a 3,000-seat the- theater, but you might be able to do 500 seats. There's a lot of those around. But that's the point is that, like, the, the improvs became bigger. Yeah. The improvs used to be 180. Now you know they're now trying they, to, yeah. Now they they became these five hundred seaters to compete with the theater, so that you know. And but now I think it's going backwards, where these uh, little small clubs are opening, like the Stand and all these clubs around the the country. And you know, look, I can go to Bananas in Poughkeepsie in in Hasbrook Heights yeah. and make just as much money with three shows as I can crossing the fucking country, yeah. doing seven shows. At a club, and it's not their fault. It's not the improv's fault. Their rent is huge. You Dude, know. Have you heard about the newer Irvine Improv? No. Oh, it's like a fucking seven hundred seater. Yeah. It's man. in the same spectrum. They took over like, like they took over like fucking yeah. Cheesecake Factory, and it's going to be awesome. Umami Burger is catering it. Well, you know what? You know what I call those places? Self-esteem smashers. <laughs> yeah. For guys like me, when you go there and it's fucking not even half full, they're gonna pull some curtain. Oh, and I, ten, have you been to stand up live in Phoenix? No, I'm going there. Oh, oh good luck. Why? It's fucking 500 seats. Oh, Jesus. And when I have a Sunday, when I have a Sunday night that has sold 150, <laughs> man, you can hear it. This is when you know you're fucking not selling as a comic. When you show up around uh, 15 minutes before the show and there's waitresses just running out smiling because they got cut. <laughs> Yeah, let's go to the bar. We don't have to work tonight. Oh, that's the fucking worst feeling. So terrible, man. So um, here's the other thing I was noticing. Do you think the same thing's happening? Has food changed? You've been in New York this whole time that I've been gone. Yeah, I left and then and I came back today and I noticed food seems to ever since the advent of the food truck. It seems like small boutique restaurants, like small hole in the wall restaurants that just smell sell meatballs, have opened up in New York. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? I love that you just chose meatballs. Because I they just actually, ate there. I just ate there. What, the meatball place? It's fucking great. It's up on 14th. Yeah. 
Oh my god, it's Meatball fucking, Mania? What's yeah. it called? Meatballs, Meatball, Meat, Me- Meatballs. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, I, 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 the first time I stopped by there, I, I panicked. <sighs> I one night I was at Ryan Hamilton. I don't know if you know him. No. He's a comic. baseball player. No, he's a comic <laughs> from Utah. Okay, sounds like. Um, he sounds like uh, Jerry Seinfeld, but has a sex life of Jesus. Because um, he's, he's Mormon. He's the, one of the nicest guys in the business. Oh, does he wear the undergarments? No, no. Oh, they I don't, do. I don't even know what that means. Oh, check. What does that mean? They wear. I'm not it's, checking it's, him. It, you'll be able to see. You'll be able to see. What? It's a low cut uh, undershirt. It's uh-huh. like it's like a it's like a not a wife beater, but it's got the the depth of a wife beater. Right. But it's a t shirt, and it's like a t shirt, and then they have to wear like. White T-shirt and white boxers, but they're on boxers. They're so God doesn't see their privates. Really? I, th- I think. Didn't Don't he, quote me on that. But didn't <laughs> didn't God make the privates? I think they did, but I think they have to hide them just like the Jewish women have to hide their head from God. Why? Uh, didn't we talk about this yesterday? With their we wigs? talked about the wig, but yeah. I don't understand the concept of the. Let me I start never... this all over. My whole thing of hiding things from God comes from when I was in Russia, and the women's had to wear babushkas, like headscarves, when they went to the temp and when they went to the churches because they had to hide their heads from God. Okay, that's so. That's where all this comes from: hiding fucking shit from God. Why do I, we have to hide? Why do we have to hide mod- our heads? Modesty, from God? I guess. I don't know. Well, modesty. I have no fucking idea. I'm you just don't? telling you what I. What look, I drank my I drank my way through Russia. You think I remember <laughs> anything? All I remember is everyone had to wear a scarf when they went to the church because they had to hide their heads from God. So now I've, I've lumped the Mormons and the Hasidic Jews into the fucking Russians. I'm, hey, what's up with all the Hasidic Jews on on the street today trying to sell you shit? I don't know. You just where are we going now? No, I'm I, I'm just. I, did you notice that? I walked down and like no. there's campers set up on every corner no. and there's Hasidic Jewish kids trying to sell. Sell you something. I don't know. It might be a... Uh, but they're probably not selling it to everybody. They're probably trying to find out if you're Jewish. They're just doing it to the white people. They wouldn't do it to the big black dude. No, I think they would... Ju- Jews. Because I, I remember they were in front of the comedy cellar. Yeah. Or the, uh, the Olive Garden or yeah. Olive Tree Cafe. The Olive Garden? They were, <laughs> yeah. they, they were in front one night. They opened up the back and... Oh, this killed me. They had homemade donuts and, and, and uh, pastries. And they Shut only up. they would say, "Are you Jewish? Are you Jewish?" And they would talk to you. And if you were Jewish, they'd give you a cupcake or a, a homemade donut, and um, and they dance. You'd you dance with them, and they'd play music, and you dance. Are you serious? It was the weirdest thing ever. And I'm and I'm just sitting there looking. I'm like, please. poor Sherrod's high as fuck, going, "Please, can I have a donut?" Me, look at fucking <laughs> Fat Bob. I wanted to convert. I was gonna call my grandmother in a nursing home. Go fuck you and Jesus. <laughs> I'm going over. Muzzle tough, bitch. <laughs> I, so I guess they thought I was Jewish. I don't know. I don't know. I, I could be mis- I could be combining things, but yeah. uh, I don't know. But let's find out. Are they, yep, giving, are they giving away free stuff? Yeah, they're all on the street. They're Get ha- free? They're, handing, they're trying to give you flyers to get something. And then, but they all have campers mm. out on the, on the corners. New York has changed so fucking much. It has. And, and you know what? I tell you what, and I blame your channel. Travel channel? Absolutely. Why? <laughs> Absolutely, Travel <laughs> Channel, Food Network, Travel Channel mainly because of these fucking incredibly great shows <laughs> that you go all over the world and you you watch it. Like, dude, that that hot dog is fucking twenty blocks from me. Yeah, I've lived here for ten years. I didn't know they could. They had Japanese cool hot dogs, or or they have a whole pig face, or you know. <laughs> You don't know. I any almost of this went shit. to Eddie Wong. You know who Eddie Wong is? No, he's he's a comedian. He's he's, uh, he's Irish, right? Yeah. <laughs> One of the funniest lines on uh, on I, that I remember. It's like, do you remember those like little glimpse moments? Is uh, on uh, when you guys were doing Tough Crowd. I was on the road. I was featuring right. for like I was. I just had Georgia, and I had that no money, and I would do the road, and I'd come home Monday and late 
probably pass out Monday night. Tuesday morning, I'd, st- I'd let Leanne go to work. I'd watch Georgia. I'd have a cup of coffee, and I'd catch up on all the tough crowds that I missed. Really? Yeah. Ugh. It's like it. it's ingrained in my, my connection to fatherhood. And I remember laughing hysterically and almost spilling coffee on Georgia when you were when you were arguing with Colin and you said I'm fucking Irish, Kelly. It's fucking Irish. And, and Colin goes, Yeah, you and Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Best fucking line. It took a long time to tell that story, but <laughs> no, I love it. My, my favorite time on on Tough Crowd was they did. Uh, I was on with Dane, uh, Patrice, yeah, uh, Howie Mandel, hmm. and Quinn. I believe that was a lineup, and they were doing a gay test. So they took us upstairs, and we had to take this test. I answered every question as honest as I could. It's like you could you could see where you could joke around and answer, yeah. you know, whatever. I answered them all honestly. And we go downstairs halfway through, and I was 58% gay. <laughs> I win. They were like, they did the chart. Wait, how gay was Patrice? Patrice was like third gay. <laughs> Dane was... Uh, uh, how did you be It was me. It was me. Um, uh, it was me, I think, uh, Dane, then... Howie, then Patrice, then Colin. I think Colin was last. Really? And I was like, I started. The only thing they said to us, they go, listen, you cannot say faggot. You can say homo. You can say homosexual. You can say queer. Do not use the word faggot. Please don't say faggot. Everybody's like, yeah, of course. Well, fuck, well, I'm not going to say faggot. Why are we going to say faggot? Yeah. Everybody's like, Patrice, yeah, all right. We get it. We get it. Get out of here. We're no faggot. So the chart comes up. I'm, I'm fucking ang- I'm angry. Yeah. Because I, I know. Dane is gayer than me. <laughs> Colin is fucking queerer than anybody on the show. <laughs> I mean, he he got mad that the he tried to mo- have the a priest molest him. He's told the story. You know what I mean? I'm flipping out. I'm like, I'm not. You know me. I, the way yeah, I speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not the gayest one on the thing. And Patrice goes, Ah, don't get mad at me, faggot. <laughs> Everybody just looked, ah, shit, because we were the only word, we all all just walked off set, like, ah, fuck, this show is over. (laughs) That's so fucking great. Ah, he's so funny, man. He was, he, I I wrote an article about him, I've written about everyone in my book, but I wrote an article. What's your book? I've got a a book, I have a book coming out. When? Uh, I don't know, we don't have a due date yet. With who? uh, St. Martin's. Really? Yeah. I, What's it going to be? What is it about? It started from the machine story. Was where it started. Is that got traction and people wanted to hear more stories? So I wrote a, I wrote a short synopsis, like a short you know presentation, mm-hmm. and uh, I put the Will Smith story, the, uh, the time I dated the girl with cerebral palsy, and I took her to Scotland with Patrice. <laughs> oh God, that's fucking. <laughs> what? What? That's a long story. It fucking involves Voss and Patrice and this girl with cerebral palsy. <laughs> You know what? It sucks too. I remember hanging out with you early, and it, it doesn't suck. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't regret it, but it was it was hard for me to hang out with, you know, because I quit drinking. Uh, yeah, so young. So I'm sitting there with all these dudes that are. I'm like, do you know how much fun we would have had if I was drinking? I'm always. I always thought, you know, when I came out to L.A. or to New York, I, you and Jim Norton were like the two nicest dudes to yeah. me. Right. Jim was the first person to ever pay a compliment to me when I got off stage about a joke. Mm-hmm. And and you, you Pete Corielli, Jim, you guys were like the class above me, but you guys were all nice to me because you knew what it was like to not feel comfortable at a club, mm-hmm. but you also knew all the older people, and you guys were working comics. Right. But none of you guys drank. Everyone was fucking sober. Corielli did. Corielli drank like a fucking fish. Still does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, I toured with him. He fucking yeah. throws him back. Yeah. If, Corielli, if there was a doll of Corielli made, <laughs> there would be a... 
beer in one hand and a cigarette in the other. <laughs> it made out of a sponge. Yeah. Just... <laughs> no, Corielli is a fucking yeah, but Corielli great drunk. Yeah, not the, not angry. One not of the mean. best drunks out there. But he he was more like he would sit at the bar and like you know you, you couldn't really interact with him. I could interact with you and Jim. You and Jim and like uh, I think that's really it. Patrice was Patrice was always approachable. Because yeah. he'd hang out in front of the Boston because he wasn't working the cellar. At the yeah, time. He didn't drink either. He didn't drink either. He did, but he ate like a fucking maniac. Yeah, he did. He did fucking eat, man. He uh, he he uh, he could cook too, man. He was he taught, a chef. He taught me how to make an omelet. Yeah, we were in Scotland and I wanted breakfast and I didn't know how to make eggs or anything. What? I know. Really? I, yeah, I never fucking cooked. I went to college and just fucking I'd go to McDonald's if I wanted breakfast. And we were in Scotland, and I wanted to make an omelet, and he was laughing at me, trying to make one. He's like, you never made an omelet? So he made uh, made an omelet, made me watch, cooked it. Yeah. I remember he did he did something that only black people do. He seasoned the pan. He like, what? He seasoned the pan. What do you mean? So, like, him and Donnell Rollins both do this shit. What? They fucking, they make the omelet. So they stir up the eggs. Yeah. Patrice and Donnell both add a little water. Or did, did, did. Water? Whatever. Yeah, water to the egg. White people add milk. Yep. Just add, to let you know. Yep. Add water. <laughs> stir it up. We... <laughs> then put uh, butter in the thing. And then season with salt, pepper, cayenne, the pan with the butter. They season the pan and then poured the egg yeah. on top. White people white people don't use butter. Yeah. <laughs> we use a pan. We spray yeah. so we don't, we don't. our heart oh, doesn't fucking give up. Donnell fucking Rollins did that. I watched him do the same thing. I said, you know what else they did, black guys? And I say this from the few I'm, I know personally. Right. They took care of their clothes like fucking crazy. It, it, they will. I learned this from Patrice. It takes him two hours to get ready. Yeah, because he'll go in. He'll sit on the edge of the bed, watch a TV show, then go into the bathroom, turn the shower on, and then it, he'll, he'll take a shower. He'll, he'll, he'll just sit with a towel around him, doing something to his foot. Yeah, he'll clean in his shoe, <laughs> and then he'll iron his shirt. And Literally, then his, it took for fuck, fucking fuck, ever, forever. It was so. But it 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 like it was like oh my god, dude! I get ready for a show. It's like let's go. I gotta jump in the shower, clean, shave, yeah. put my seat. Fucking, I got fifteen minutes <laughs> to wash my <laughs> yeah. balls and pits and get the fuck I down. Put, I don't even if I if I had a pretty inactive day the day before, I don't even use soap from the fucking lower part of my body. Stop it! No, I didn't you use soap dink? today. No, everything. You don't wash your dick. I'm fucking clean, dude. I'm you, clean. You got listen to me. I'm gonna I, t- I wash my hair every hang, single day. Hang That's on it. one second. You got to wash your dick as much as you can. Why? Because you, I got, uh, when was it? Around four years ago when I was working out, I got into shape again. Yeah. <laughs> I got down to. I remember that. I ran into you. Yeah. I ran into you and you were like fucking, you were shredded with fucking a leather jacket. And I was yeah. like, Bobby? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, just working out, taking care of myself. Yeah, I was uh, I was going, doing Runyon. I was in L.A. doing oh. Runyon with Dane. The hard Runyon, not the. The fucking mi- Widowmaker. Not the actress Runyon. The Widowmaker. Yeah, it's yeah. the backbone. The backbone up, run up the whole way. Holy Run shit. all the way down. Go get fucking Quizno salad and then go to the gym for two hours. Jesus. And do weights. And we were, I remember I was hanging. Me and Dan, we just, we, he's probably still doing it, that fucking motherfucker. But I was yeah. hanging f- and doing crunches that way, hanging from the uh, bar. Oh, re- yeah. that's the fucking, that's a crunch you feel in your tits. <laughs> Dude, I was in shape, really in shape. And uh, I remember, what was my, th- uh, what the fuck? I just was thinking. About losing I was, weight. I was just thinking about me being in shape. But <laughs> did I you really just, I was hanging. <laughs> oh, God. 
God, I remember what those days. I don't know. I started to get into my own little fantasy <laughs> when I lost weight for the first time. And I was like, yeah, Runyon was great. I was listening to 311 back then. <laughs> Wait, what were you talking about? No. Okay, are we that we just totally got into our own fantasies of being skinny? Okay, no, dude, that's what fucking chunky dudes do. Wait, what the fuck were we talking what about? What was it? Right now, this is what I hate about podcasts, because mm-hmm. I'll hear someone do this on a yeah, podcast, yeah. and I'll go, you were talking about this, but how come we can't remember it? I don't know. Don't, don't even, no, 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 no. Don't go back. Don't go back. We'll fucking, we'll, we'll right. play by ear. All right, we'll go, we were talking about, before that, we were talking about to get dressed. We're talking about ever to get dressed. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about ever to get dressed. It took forever to get dressed. Yeah. Right. And then I ran into you when you oh, were Oh, your dick. Yes. Oh, you clean, cleaning your yes, dick. Yes, cleaning, cleaning your, your dick. Because <laughs> me and you both, we just go off on topics. Our yeah. brains are fucking, we're scatterbrains. But and you're worse than me. Oh, I'm you, definitely worse. Well, you have a, you're one, dude, you're one, you're one of uh, a very rare breed of people that has, and this is why I think you do great in the business. What's that? Because you have a, uh, you have the ability, you have a story, a legitimate Interesting story <laughs> about everything. It exhausts my wife. About everything, though. But here's the thing: is it the and you know how to tell it. You know how to talk, oh, and you know how to you, you. The way you get into a, you, I mean, I could listen to you all fucking day. It's I'm all fucking day. I t- I, t- I tried to tell I mean, my wife. Your acting is atrocious. <laughs> And your comedy, My but you're fucking is no, so fucking bad. <laughs> I kidding. do a lot of mouthing the words back <laughs> as they say them. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so wait, wash your dick. All right, wash your dick. Back to wash. <laughs> um, no, you're a fucking unbelievable storyteller, dude. Um, Thank you. The the um, what happened was I was working out all the time, yeah. and you know, my I got a fungus on my dickhead. How does that happen? Is it from your pants? It's it's no, it's. I, I was too long. I should have showered. I worked out and then didn't. Sh- the moisture from your oh, from your sh- dick tip, you know what I mean? Yeah. Something happened and it can cause a fungus. And like, you ever see a porn where the guy has like a shiny helmet? Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with his? That's a fungus. Oh, I thought that meant they had a pretty dick. No, <laughs> I looked at. I was I was seeing Tommy Gunn. I interviewed Tommy Gunn. This porn. Do you know who Tommy Gunn is? Porn star. <laughs> That's another thing about you. You always have the glass half full. Yeah. I just thought he had a fucking. I thought I was like, how come my dick sucks so bad? Yeah, I have a dull dick. I have a horrible kind of like flat. I have a matte dick. <laughs> you have a matte dick. <laughs> it doesn't shine in H H D T V. Not H G T V. H. Yeah. High def and high, high def. Yeah, Those, cars shiny's good. Uh, and dicks, dicks shiny's no, up. shiny's not good. Oh, I, fucking thank I God! To, I had to put stuff on my dick, and I, I like had to go. I had to keep my dick out of, you know, like like keep like this weirdness. Put the stuff Seriously. on it to get my dick back, dude. Yeah, I lost. I lost the fingerprint on my dick. You know, your helmet has like a fingerprint. Yeah, you could literally dip it in ink. Yeah, and fucking rub it on a thing like a thumbprint. You could, or you have. <laughs> I've yeah. definitely done. No, you've done. Oh, of course, I have. You've fucking fingerprint oh, your dick. I had someone text me as a joke. They were like, showed me a text, and then wrote, "Ha ha!" And please text me with your dick. And I and I was like, "Well, why not?" So I texted with my dick. I've done that before. You've never dipped your dick in ink and then fingerprinted no. it. No, have you? Of course, who hasn't? I haven't. Do you, you know the old adage, if I knew it was going to be this kind of a party, I'd stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Yeah. Well, you know your dick has to be hard to do that, or you're going to have to push it in. Like, you can't, it's really hard to put your dick in the mashed potatoes soft, because yeah. it just lays on top of there. Yeah. So then you have to push it in. 
You have to. It has to be hard if you want to stick your dick in the mashed potatoes. You've stuck your dick in mashed potatoes. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. These are the things I've learned in life. If you're ever going to take a shit on the girl, hood of your ex-girlfriend's car, take your pants off all the way. Do you know why? Why? Because if you take them to your knees, when you start shitting, you piss also. That's why they call it two. It's one <laughs> plus another one, and you piss in the seat of your pants. <laughs> I've been there. There's certain things you have to do the thing to know how that works. I learned that in Japan, actually. Really? Well, oh. yeah, they she have to shit in holes at the airport. They're Who'd like, you go to Japan? They, in the fucking airport? Well, that's the way you're... First of all, that's the way a lot of people shit around the world is just a hole. probably better because I bet your butt cheeks spread out. You're meant to... You're me- We were meant to squat and shit. That's how human... Like a dog, a male will lift his leg to piss. Yeah. A female will like squat... They both hunch over and squat. Humans were meant to squat down and shit. It opens up your asshole. It pushes your everything down. It's the way you're supposed sense. to shit. They actually, Norton has it. It's a little thing that you put your feet on while you're on the toilet, and it pushes your knees up to your chest a little that bit. That I like. I like taking shits at preschools because the <laughs> toilets are so low. You're fucking, like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm just from having kids, sometimes you'll be at, like, preschool, and then you're like, I got to drop a fucking growler. And then you go in, and you take a shit in a preschool, and it's the best shit you've ever had, because it's those little baby toilets, but you can't, you know. That's the creepiest, funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's a pretty I love creepy it. statement. I love <laughs> shitting at preschools. But, wait, Norton has something that you, you, it's a little stool you put your feet on. You put it in your bathroom, you put your feet on, your knees go up, up like you're squatting. Really? But you're on a regular toilet, and, and it helps your shit better. Yeah, when I was in Japan, it was like a 15-hour flight or something, and I ate everything on the flight because I'm a savage. I had to shit so bad, and I ran into one of those stalls, and it was just a hole in the ground. And, and, I, had and, and wait, I had to get completely nude. Where's the beer? It's in there. Oh, yep. You see it? <laughs> wait, Grab did, me a wine. Did you, did you a wine? Water. A wine. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to fucking lose 30 years of sobriety on your show. Let's do this. Let's do this. What a... <laughs> Did you did you wipe better? I I I had it on video. I actually filmed it because I was so like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think uh, that's everyone's everyone's first when they realize they can make a video and post it up on the internet. A lot of people videotape themselves shitting. Well, this was back when you didn't have videos on cameras. You did it with a fucking I mean, video on, camera on, on phones. They didn't have. It was a, actually the one of the first cameras that took video. So before that, you had to buy a video camera, yeah, a Sony yeah. with tape. This was one of the first Casios that actually you could take photos and do video. It was Shut it was crazy, up. and the video was shitty. Now you look at it, it's like oh my god, it's Wait, garbage. What were you doing in Japan? USO with Colin and Nick DiPaolo. Really? Yeah, we uh, Colin took me on uh, both his USO tours. Well, actually, two out of three. He t- I went to Iraq with him. What do you think drives guys like Colin and Dave to be so involved with the USO? Like, because those guys are hardcore involved. They love doing that. Like, they, I, th- I would venture to say they they forego big paydays to go do that. It's, I think, everybody has to when when we do what we do. It's an honor. It's a it's 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 crazy. Right now, we're working. Yeah. We're just shooting the shit about our fucking crazy lives. You just film something. I mean, it's an, to do comedy, to talk and just tell jokes for a living. It's such an honor to do that. And when you get to the point where you're making great money at it and yeah. you're actually you, you, you're living good, it's like you got to give back. I got to give back, that, but I don't. But I'm, the, I get anxiety thinking of those shows because I think of pissing off the guy in charge. 
You know, like yeah, being... Colin did that. He can't go back to USL. Really? Yeah, he said something on a show that they won't have him back. Did that, you know that? That no, I didn't. That, yeah. that kind of that gives me crazy fucking anxiety. Yeah, I mean, I think USO. Look, there's nothing better than to give than our soldiers. Yeah, it's such a great cause because it covers everything. I mean, look, do you, I mean, some you know, there's so many things out there: cancer and AIDS and children and all this shit. And it's like, well, what do you do? You know yeah. what I mean? What, you, you can't give to every. You can't. You just can't physically can't. You got to pick one thing, and I think, you know, America. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so it's yeah. such a great cause. Soldiers are such a great cause, and to do those shows, plus you also get to go over there and put your life in danger, especially at wartime. I mean, that's crazy. I was you're in Iraq, you hear bombs going off. You're like, what? We could die. That's you know? fucking. That is. I always looked at those guys. You guys too. Steve Byrne does it. Steve like, Burns, there's a lot yeah. of guys that really kind of have have. Has you know Steve had his brother was over there, so that was kind of. I like, went with Steve. Did me, you really? Steve, me, Steve, and Colin went the second time. I went with Colin. I believe it was the second time. Uh, I went twice. I went once to Iraq with Colin. That, yeah, that was the other time. I went Dane. Totally different scenario. Wait, Dane went to uh... Dane. Dane went over there, but he played. You know, he did a four thousand seat. <laughs> the guy can he not only he could sell four thousand seats in fucking Iraq. Holy shit! He did, we did the soccer stadium uh, for the uh, Iraqi soccer team where he they fucking killed a bunch of the guys for losing. I remember that. I think I saw that. I, th- I saw that uh, thirty for thirty. Yeah, we were on, we actually played that soccer stadium. Or that, I saw the movie. Maybe I saw something. Fucking four thousand American troops. It was crazy. Really crazy. Crazy, but the one me and Colin did, we did a lot of like, you know, we flew in a Chinook. I remember we had to take a helicopter ride uh, at, at night, and it gets really. I, I I thought the desert that you know I didn't bring anything, you yeah. know, no, because I thought we were going to be hot. So you didn't bring any jackets. Was, there's a winter time over there. It's fucking freezing. <laughs> I remember the, the only thing that made me happy is Colin had an assistant, so that twat fucking did research bought him like a fucking foot to head puffy coat with an eskimo hood right (laughs) so he's on the chinook this is an open helicopter right (laughs) we're flying 100 feet off the ground at night it's fucking like you know 20 degrees out yeah which makes it like below zero in the fucking helicopter Oh, fucking it's like riding on a freight train in the middle of summer is going to be cold as shit regardless i had brought this coat I tucked my sh- my socks into my pants, and I tied off the ends of the coat. I was freezing. The only thing that made me feel good is that stupid Steve brought a windbreaker. So <laughs> he brought his one yeah. stage jacket that says yeah. burn on it with yeah. the Korean flag and the Irish flag. Yeah, exactly. I looked over at him, dude, and I was just like, if I'm this cold, this motherfucker's about to die. Oh, One of my favorite Steve Byrne stories is uh, we were we were in Minneapolis. Is, uh, the, what's the name of the, you know, the fucking Acme? What are you doing? You shutting the window? Yeah. We were at Minneapolis at Acme and, uh, <clears throat> and Steve, uh, Steve's chick, uh, Jessica was, is from Minneapolis. She's beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah. Like 5'11", blonde hair, blue eyes, the ideal Minneapolis chick. Right. So Steve is nervous. We're doing the Jameson tour and he's like... I go, what's the matter? And he goes, uh, Jessica's family's coming to meet me for the first time. I've never met them. Right. And I said, really? He goes, yeah, yeah. I think they're over at the bar. They're going to be coming around the corner. Will you hang out? Because you, 
in worst case scenario, you always say something goofy and I can throw you under the bus or you're always good at meeting people. Right. And he goes, just, you know, would you just hang out kind of like type, hi- hypothetically be his wingman so that he looks good in front of these people? I go, right. of course. I go, don't worry, Steve. I will handle this. And they start walking around the corner. And I realize that the whole family is looking at me. And I look over. I go, Steve, did she tell him you're Asian? And he goes, what? I go, your last name's Byrne. Did they even know you're Asian? And he goes, oh, God, I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. And then they start walking. And they start walking to me. And I go, that's Steve. <laughs> and they were like, oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> but, uh, that is a shocker, though. Yeah, because he was like, I don't know. Like, yeah. it, you know, it's, he's so far from that guy that yeah. would ever pay attention to something like that. Yeah, that's like for a dad, that's like a fucking, I didn't even see that one coming. Yeah. I was hoping he wasn't black or Puerto Rican, <laughs> but Asian. Holy shit, dude. I didn't. He's at the VFW. Asian. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, that's what I said. Yeah. Burn. I talked like to him on the phone. He sounds just like you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Gary. Uh. Yeah, Burn is. He's so funny, man. And he's so opinionated. Who? Steve. Is he? Fuck yes. When? He does not like people. He will not like people. Like, what do you I, mean? He, he's, I mean, I'm not going to. He's one of the, like, Steve has always been like the nicest guy ever. Because he likes you. He likes you a lot. Oh. I, uh, well, there are people that he doesn't like, and he's very vocal about not liking them. Oh, really? Oh, God, yeah. And if he doesn't like you, you're, it's fucking, it's clear. Me and Steve always had a, uh, you know, brother relationship. Like, we would hate each other, but not really. I always loved him. Like, I'd fuck with him nonstop. What was the thing you did that you took? He did an audition for Saturday Night Live. Okay. He borrowed my video camera. Oh. I was like, you know me, I've always, I always have the top tech. You've always been that way. Yeah, always. I always have to, you know, that's my... How many, How many? when MySpace ended, how many followers did you have on MySpace? Uh, I, I, look, look. Do you I have to remember somehow? 30,000. 11,000. 30,000. Really? Yeah, but that's because of Torgasm. You had to have more than 30,000. 30,000, dude. I don't, I don't, I don't, I have 56,000 on Twitter. I don't, I don't have a lot of fat followers. Shut the fuck up. Okay, go back to Steve. So Steve, hey, you, you want to make me feel like shit again? No, <laughs> you, I, I, I thought you had a million. <laughs> want me to tell you the numbers last week at the Wilbur Theater in my hometown? You want to fucking get into this? <laughs> um. That's what I love about talking to you about comedy because so many people will pretend to be selling out and pretend to be this bigger thing than they are. And right. then like you... Uh, Bill Burr is very candid, or at least he has been every time. But I remember I ran into Burr at the at the um, at the Improv, and his hour special just aired on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Congrats!" He was like, "Yeah, fuck it. The ratings are gonna suck." He goes, "I, I didn't do much press. I didn't have me do much press. You know, I just fuck it. I'll just write the next one." And then it ended up turning being a big deal. Yeah. But it's like, but the candidness that I think New York comics have, L.A. comics, it's all pretense sometimes. It's like they want you to believe they're better than they are, so that you tell people they're better than they are. But in essence, you just end up hating them. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's the crew of guys too. Is that if I was phony, I'd be ripped apart by Keith and Norton, and <sighs> Colin, or yeah, Burr. they don't they don't allow you the opportunity. Yeah, we don't, and even the fans, you know, they'd be like, "Oh, go fuck yourself." I, you, you know, I, I was there. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But but it's also so fluctuating. I mean, I've been up, I've been down, and you go up, and I mean, you know, we were talking about that Norton a couple of weeks ago. He was like, you know. He, he, you know, there was a time he sold out fucking all, and now tickets dwindle, and he's got to, you know, that next thing that he hits is, he's going to, you know, we're all up and down. You yeah. know, even, even Louie, you know, right now he knows, I talked to him a couple weeks ago, he's on fire, but he knows that it's going to, it has a possibility to come back down, and, yeah. you know, you got to be ready for that downtime, but it's exactly what Burr said. I'll just go write another, I'll just go create another opportunity for myself, because it's not about, yeah, it's not about, People going, here you go. Patrice, uh, this is one of the most, this is one 
conversation I've had with one comic that I will never forget for the rest of my entire life. Right. I just got a television show and a development deal. It was my second development deal and back-to-back. Right. And I found out in Scotland, and I was dumb enough to share my success with Patrice mm-hmm. at the breakfast table. Yeah. And he started laughing, and he yeah. looked at me. I'll never forget. He was eating fucking bacon, didn't clean the grease off of it, eggs, yeah. over easy, and just like. And he starts laughing, and he goes, I feel bad for you. And I said, what? He goes, I feel bad for you. You know, you just you got nothing. And I go, what are you kidding? I got a TV show and another development deal. I have everything. And he goes, no, you don't have a foundation. See, that's going to go away one day, and you don't have anything to fall back on. You right. don't have any talent in stand-up. You're still young, and now you got all this success, so that with that will come ego, and you're never going to learn the craft the way we learned it. Yeah. See, you can never knock me down off my base, and my base is going to be this rate per week. I can always fall back on that. Right. Fucking swear to God if he wasn't 100% correct, and when everything went away, I had nothing to fall back on. I had to start from scratch right. as a stand-up. And now I look back and I go, it's going to go away. Everything I'm doing right now is going to go away, like the Tribal Channel and the yeah. book and whatever. It's all going to go away, but the one thing I can say is I can at least go to the road. I can at least write a new hour. Well, you know what the thing is, too, though, though, it, 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 though, though. I don't know why I said though, though, twice, but it's – um. You, you have a foundation, though. The, the book isn't going to go away. Now it's not going to go away, Bert. It's just going to be added on to. Yeah. Do you understand? A, a, a development deal is, we know now, is it's garbage. Yeah. It's fear of the network not getting the guy at the time. Yeah. Because comics were, all of a sudden, you know, Roseanne, why? We saw her three times, you asshole. Yeah. And you didn't fucking lock her in for something? It was just a way of somebody else not getting what potentially, maybe, possibly might be the next big thing. It was a big insurance policy. Yeah, they, they exactly. They uh, it was a write off. They understood, and then they got burnt a bunch of times by a few comics. Dude, chicken. Yeah, well, they thought that, that were dude the next thing. Himself. Oh Jesus! Did you ever hear that story? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. That's fucking sad. It's sad, but you know, here's the deal. Like that's. But could you? It's the same thing that you're talking about. It's like he had everything, and now what do you got? You can't go to a comedy club and pull your pants down and, and fuck around with the audience because you need. There's too many talented comics out there right yes. now. There's too many young gunslingers coming up. There's so many fucking that are fucking really good. Oh, this makes me so fucking angry. So we need to really silhouette the fuck out of ourselves <laughs> on stage, yeah. So that when you walk into a comedy club, you can see myself. Oh, that's Bob Kelly. You know, or that's Patrice, or that's Bert. You need to really hear my voice. That's a compliment to me. When someone goes, hey, Bob Kelly, I heard your voice. I thought I, it was you. Okay, now, because people know me. Yeah. But back to that, uh, I want to get back to that Burr, Burn story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, yeah, he gave me the video camera. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. gave me the video camera to borrow my camera, because I was the only one who had a camera. And he gave me the camera back with the tape in it of his auditions. And I, 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 I watched it in, in literal horror. Because <laughs> to tape, look, I, look, I should have never did this. <laughs> I'm just a fucking douche. <laughs> really. And I fucking took that tape and I played it at a roast. Oh, that's so, but that's so fucking. Nah, but Billy was like, shut. Billy was like, all right, enough, dude. It's terrible. You yeah. know, Billy was like, all right, dude. You know, because whatever. So yeah. fucking, but me and Byrne is always, we've always had that fucking fuck you relationship but now yeah. that we're older yeah it's a weird thing like i i miss them i miss all you guys i, I miss too. i miss you know 
all, all of us hanging together. We were with each other every night. Now we're all headliners. Now we're all on the road. We're never together. We don't do shows together rare, rarely. I would um, love to do some sort of tour with people. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why it's so hard. It's hard because you make this money. Your agent is going to come in, and my agent yeah. is going to go. Well, he blew, and who's going to headline? And well, if he's headline, and he can yeah. do this by himself, and why give up money? That's why I love Leary. Leary's fucking his tour. I don't even know if he makes money on the tour. He he pays. He gets his guys and comics he likes, his whole band, and he tours and. All he pays everybody, and then the other money goes to charity. Shut the fuck up! I swear to God, we should do cha- we should do charity events, like one. Cha- I, I, now I'm like, well, what fucking tickets are we? <laughs> Dude, let me just say this again: He pays everybody. Yeah, that's me because yeah. I have fucking a mortgage. Yeah, and a baby coming. Yeah, what am I talking about? I got, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love people, <laughs> and I want to help, but only with excess. <laughs> I want. I'll let you have the gravy that comes over my bowl. You can't dip your spoon into my gravy. That's, that's a really great analogy. Whatever gravy comes over, that's all. You, the cup overfloweth, like Jesus said. All the overfloweth you can have. Sadly, I go. Well, let me sop up a little bit with a biscuit real quick because I want to get a second house. Hey, you try, try to get that potato back inside. I want to get my wife a new car. It's, you know, look, man, I'd love to. Well, do you have a charity that you work with at all? No, I, in my head, I've always, I've always wanted to donate to Operation Smile. What is that? Just the, I saw Jessica Simpson talk about it one time. It repairs cleft palates for kids in, uh, in uh, like Mexico and stuff. Well, how are we ever going to get another Stacy Keach if we, we keep doing that? <laughs> or Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, how the no? No, but they, no, they, but they, the kids. I guess, in, in, I'm guessing. I don't know anything about this charity. I just saw Jessica Simpson talk about it once. Apparently, they repair cleft palates because they don't. They just leave them unrepaired in places. Yeah. So then so the kids got to have the fucking mouth open like a dog. Yeah. Like a. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm gonna give money to that, but I never have. And really? That in St. Jude's. St. Jude's is a good one. Yeah, Danny. Danny. Yep. Yep. Yeah, with the daughter. Yep. That's that how guy. we know them. They need to really work on their fucking PR. I want to be the new St. Jude's dude. You can't. Why not? You can't. I wish they there can't. was. A- they can't have you. <laughs> Why not? You can't be the leader. Saint Jude of Saint is the patron's case, patron saint of hopeless cases. Yes, that's me. You know what? I take it back. Yeah. You know what? You're absolutely right. Saint Jude is the paint is the saint you pray to when you take too much drugs and you're like, oh fuck, please, I fucked up, God. I thought he was the one who, if you lost something, no. <laughs> Which one's that? <laughs> You've been playing to Jude for the. <laughs> Where the fuck are my keys, Jude? He's like, this isn't as hopeless as they are. Try your jacket pocket. Do you know I had to, uh, I wanted to name my son Max because yeah. I'm having a baby boy. Yeah, you told me. And I wanted to name him Max, but my, my when I told my grandmother, who's like a diehard Catholic, yeah, you know, old school fucking, you know. Like excited about the new Pope Catholic? Yeah, like my grandfather like a year ago, he died, I think, two years ago. He was almost 101, but he was still calling black people colored, <laughs> but not in a racist way. Just, just, yeah, just, it's it's what old people. 1910, he was yeah. a boy, yeah, colored. Yeah. You know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh. I told her we're gonna name him Max. She was like, "That's a Jewish name. I'm, you need, he needs to be named a saint." So, so what are you gonna name him now? Ma- his name is Maximus. That's a great fucking name. Yeah, Maximus Saint. Because I knew there was a Saint Maximus. Are you gonna name him Maximus Ver Vercelli? Ver? No. Yeah. Do you don't know who Mag- Magnus Ver Maximus Ver Magnum Magnus? What? I have no idea what you're saying. Do you know? Do you remember World's Strongest Man? 
Oh, yeah. yeah they yeah, always yeah. had a Ver in there, Magnus Ver Magnuson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maximus Ver Maximin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. Throw a Ver in there. <laughs> no, his name is uh, Donlin. Which Maximus is my gr- Donlin Kelly. Kelly? Yeah, which would be just Max Kelly. I, I like that. Max, I like Max Kelly's a great name. Max Kelly's a great name. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a great logo. When, when do you guys do? <laughs> uh, June 2nd. Ooh. You have two kids, right? Yeah, I got two. Six How old? and eight. Six and eight. Yeah, wow. fucking dude, it creeps up on you. And I know that everyone says that, but it's not like it creeps up on you. It's just like my daughter just says shit that seems so grown up now. How do you deal with it, though? Like, you're on the road so much. You're away from uh, your kids right now. You, How long have you been away right now? Uh, I was home for two days, but before that, I was gone for two and a half weeks. How I did... was home for two days, and now I'm here. I left. I got home Saturday, left Monday, and I've been. I'll be here until Friday, and then I'm home for a week. I don't. I, I, I don't. How do, uh, how do you even fucking do that? It's uh, you disconnect, and you end up be forming two personalities almost. You for and and the real hard part is that the road personality where you protect your feelings, where you don't like because there's times where you get really vulnerable on the road because you miss your kids. And you, it catches you off guard, then you have a fucked up day where you're like sitting there watching TV, and next thing you know, you're sitting on the corner of your bed crying, watching The Time Traveler's Wife, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Because <laughs> right. you identify with that guy who doesn't get to see his kids, and what if you die early? And right. oh, and so like, that's exactly like you just put, you just you just kind of compartmentalize your emotions in the dude you are at home, and when you go on the road, that's a new dude. It's much like the dudes who cheat on their wives, except you're not. Cheating and you're not doing anything wrong. You're just taking care of your emotions and you kind of shut down a tad bit. The problem is when you're on the road a lot, like I am, then you come home and you have a hard time returning on the old sensitive dad, mm-hmm. and you become this dad where you like come home and you're like you're only home for two days, so you don't want to turn it on too hard because then you're going to get emotional when you leave again. Right. Really fucking difficult. I will definitely say that. But the trade-off is everyone in my family is extremely fucking happy. Like we have money, we can we have a house. Everyone's got a great group of friends. My wife's an amazing fucking parent, and when I do get time off, it's it it feels nice. Where, where okay, so you have your wife and your two kids yeah. living at the house, living at the house with two in dogs LA. and a cat. Yeah, in L.A. In L.A. And is it the same house for their life? Uh, no, no, it's, new house. No, yeah, yeah, we bought a new house. Because, uh, because you got the show and things. Because I got the show, Birth Conquer. When I jumped off the stratosphere, I was able to buy a house. Jo- that was basically what my, do you mean? my bet in life is I was like, if I can first season, I remember my cameraman, Scott Sands said, who, by the way, is fucking obsessed with you. He, uh, he loves you. Scott oh, really? Sands. Yeah. He's a big O and a fan. Oh, cool. And, uh, he said to me, we're something on the street, st- the edge of the stratosphere, 1100 yeah. feet above the strip. And I'm terrified. And he says, listen, I don't want to tell you what your business is, but this is your show. Your name is on this show. If you don't jump off the stratosphere, that defines you. If you jump off stratosphere, I guarantee you get a second season. And I, and I was like, I was in my head. I was like, if I get a second season, I'll be able to buy a house. And I was like, fuck, if I jump. And so the bet I made, I was like, if I jumped off the stratosphere, just think this is my house. This is my house. Jumped off, got a second season, bought a house. And now and now we're, it's, by any stretch of means, when you come out to L.A., if you see my house, you'll be like, it's nice. It's not huge. Yeah. But it's nice. It's, yeah. it's fucking. Which, which is what you should. Yeah, Which it's is modest. what you should do when you make money in this business. Goes back to what you said about Patrice. Yeah, is that this is an up and down business. You buy a modest house so that when you know the when you're in between shows or whatever, that you don't have to fucking panic. Yeah, because you have a, a thirty thousand dollar a month nut, and you're only making five. You know, you're only making ten thousand dollars a month. Yeah, you know, just pay ten thousand dollars a month when you you can afford a, a thirty thousand dollar a month. Yeah, a month nut. It's great. Girls yeah. are in public school, but we want to. It's I, great. I would, I, I'd like to. 
I'd like to move into a bigger place, but I don't know, man. I don't I like <laughs> cut to cut to you getting a divorce, <laughs> buying a mansion, losing everything. You fucking my you podcast get, comes yeah. out five times a week. Yeah, your septum gets burnt out from coke. You, <laughs> you fucking Jessica Simpson has to do a fucking. How many podcasts do you do a week? I do one a week. You do one a week. Hang on one sec. I do. Okay, look. And I'm, I do one a week, and I give a, an, a bonus Thursday podcast every once in a while. Like uh, one night last week, I did, uh, I did one, and then all of a sudden, Sh- Amy Schumer just came up to the studio because the cell is right downstairs. Yeah. So I did next one with just me, her, and Rachel Feinstein and Eric Rivera. We just did next one. So every once in a while, I'll do an extra one on Thursday. But uh, I do every Monday. My show comes out. Non, I never not put a show out. I have to release one today. Every Monday I do it so they know. I think consistency is important to the people. Yeah. Look, it's free, so go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not subscribing. You're not paying. But you are listening and supporting. So that is worth something to me. I mean, more than money, actually. So I think consistency, every Monday it comes out, and then I put one out. I could do this every day. I love sitting down with my friends and talking. I love that people like it. Yeah. Podcasting is amazing, but I think what's got to happen in the next year, it's got to filter out. It's got to, it's got to clean itself out. It's got something. There's got to be a, a, a a catharsis, a cathartic moment where it just, maybe it's a lawsuit or something, but it's going to clean out. It's got to, because I don't think it's hard to do this every week, man. It's hard to, uh, you know, to put the studio. I I started on my iPhone. I remember, I remember when you came to my hotel room and you just had two mics and a Zoom. Yeah, that was, yeah. And then I had that. I had the the, the Zoom H4N, which I still have, which I love. Yeah, I still, that's what I use. Yeah, it's great. It's the best piece of technology ever for (sighs) podcasts. If you want to do a podcast with you and a couple friends, that's the only thing you should get. But. Um, yeah, so long. I don't know why I went on this whole fucking. I do this on month and every no. <laughs> fucking asshole I am. Oh, just a fucking. No, you're not. Asshole. You know you are. You're fucking. I swear to God, you're like uh, just watching the growth you've gone through yeah. as a dude. Yeah, is so fucking monumental. <laughs> like from the guy I knew, right, to who you are today. Right. I told you you're the reason I went to therapy. Oh really? Yeah, I told you that in the car one time. I was driving somewhere and I called you and I was I just started therapy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I fucking I was dealing with all this shit yeah. and I fucking and I was like, if Bobby can go to therapy, I can go to therapy. <laughs> and then went to therapy and then Joey Diaz called me. He's like, stop going to therapy, cocksucker. Really? Come, come meet me for coffee. I'll do, I'll be your therapist. Did he? Yeah. And so then I started going hanging out with Joey and, and everything fucking cleared itself. I'm gonna, I I go back every now and then from. I, well, look, man. You know what therapy is, and people think that it's not. In my eyes, it's not something that someone's going who's going to fix you. Yeah, I don't believe you should go to somebody who, if you think they're going to make you better. Yeah, it's it's a neutral place to go to. Okay, where uh, you can be as honest as you, a hundred percent honest. At least once a week. It's what AA was founded on. Drug Addicts Anonymous was founded. It's one guy talking to another guy being 100% honest about his, uh, his shortcomings yeah. or what he's done every week. And that's what therapy is to me. I can go there, and I'm not going here. He's not fi- I'm fixing me. I'm psychologically learning about me. I'm making the decisions. He's listening and being a friend, it's almost like a paid friend, but neutral. I can't go tell you shit about my wife because you, you, you're you going to go and sit with my wife and that's you're going to know that about yeah. her. It will fuck up. I can't tell my wife th- shit I, I think about. When I've I, made that mistake ugh. where you tell her something and you should have never told her. Like one time I told her all her friends that I thought would fuck me. Yeah. And then ugh. she went to the friends and said, do you think you'd fuck Bert? And 
they were like, of course not now. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, you just cock-blocked me. Yeah, you need to go. That, that's why a therapist, you can say, I thought, you know, I had this this thing or I did this, and, and it's never going to come back to haunt you, and you can learn and you yeah. grow. But, you know, some guys who don't need therapy, God bless you. But anybody who says, fuck you, you don't need therapy, it's like, you know what, dude, stop. Stop yeah. it. <clears throat> stop it, because everybody's different. You know, everybody's out there is different. Some people, I don't drink. You drink. You're fine. You're, you know what I mean? I always wanted to get drunk with you and Jim Norton. Dude, if we got high, I would get high with you. Seriously? Yeah, I'm a violent drunk. I get violent. Yeah, I never understand that violent drunk thing. I, I wish I, I wish I was a more of a pot smoker, but it's, it's, you know, it's so fucking complicated. I feel like. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, you know, it's not, not that I, uh, look, <laughs> everyone knows I party. Yeah. But, but for the most part, I try to keep it to beer and alcohol because I. I'm always terrified that it'll uh, that uh, one thing will lead to the next, to the next, to the next. You know, I'm like Geraldo, and I'm fucking. I was always worried about you, dude. Really? Yeah, I was worried about you. Uh, you know, you were that guy. You drank. You partied. You would you would step on the gas because the momentum <laughs> asked you to step on the gas. Dude, do it. All right, and you do it. But you're also that guy who could you get away with murder? You get away with shit. Regular human beings don't get away with. Um, you do. You, I mean, you do. The stories you have, you know, my luck. Here, you know what? When I was a kid, I remember my friend Frankie had this big rock and was throwing it against the school door for an hour straight. Just bang, bang, trying to break in. Yeah. He finally gave up, threw it on the ground. I picked it up. Cops pull up, arrest me. <laughs> that's, my, that's me. Do you understand? You're Frankie. I'm fucking. That's my that's- luck. That's so fucking funny. Yeah. So you're like, hey, let me give this a try. Woo-boo! Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, they got into a big fight with Burlington, like a gang fight back in that gang. It was white yeah. kids. You know, it was just fucking headlocks <laughs> yeah. and fucking crying. So uh, I show up. I grabbed a fucking piece of hose, and I kicked the mailbox. Let's go get these fuckers. Kick the mailbox. Whoop, whoop. Cops pull up. Federal offense. Kicking a mailbox. And just grabbed me, rest of me. That's me. Are you serious? Yeah, I literally wasn't even there for the fight. I just kicked the mailbox, but they thought I was with all these assholes. They saw something they could arrest. They take me. That's fucking yeah. That, I never. I always had really good luck. You have great luck. I have great luck. You should be dead. I, I, I said that to someone the other day. Have you ever look back at your life and think of all the times you should be dead? And someone's like, no. And I was like, I do a lot. You've done a lot of crazy shit. I'm definitely fucking. I'm gonna get to heaven and God's gonna be like, finally. I've been waiting for this day. How the fuck did this happen? <laughs> How long have we been taping? Um, we've been taping for three hours. Shut up. No, I'm kidding. It's 57 minutes. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So uh, I should have I should have told you. I was going to tell you in an hour. I was going to write it on a piece of paper and slide it over to you because it's really not professional. To because that <laughs> every... oh, there's nothing professional about this <laughs> podcast. I did I did an interview with Sam not uh, Sam Roberts today. Sam, Sam. Oh yeah, I love Sam. Prime time. Oh, did you do a show? He did. No, he did the. God, it's so fucking complicated. Why? I don't know. I get, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. But it's like I don't have any control over my schedule. Yeah. Travel Channel uh, basically dictates it. Right. And there's some things they do want to do, and some things they don't. Some yeah. things they try, and some things they don't. Right. And so they were like, "We got you on." They were like, "We really want you on XM Comedy because you you know they play your comedy." And right. I was like, "Oh, okay." But, but they didn't want you on ONA. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. But I did. I wasn't booked for ONA. Right. Which, but I was booked for Sam. And I, but I wasn't booked for Sam's after show. Like I know you he does an after show. I did an, yeah. a new station with him. 
New station. Right? XM Comedy. We, yeah. we did a 30-minute interview on XM Comedy. Was it Sam Show? No, it's Raw Dog. He came on to Raw Dog so you and just were... interviewed me for right. 30 minutes. Yeah, he's done that before. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sam is trying to get his own show. I think he's one of the fucking more entertaining people around. I love Sam. I go in to do his show. I do his just his show sometimes. I, mean, I love ONA, but yeah. sometimes I'll just, you know what? It's it's. Let me just go do Sam's show because I can just walk, I can call him the night before and go. I'm coming in. And he's just go in and do the hour with him, and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And yeah. Sam's Sam's very like uh, like doing ONA. I think you have to ride the energy of the room. Yeah. You can go in and dictate dictate the energy to Sam, and he'll just fucking roll with you. Sam Sam's really good at that. I, I mean, we call it the Bob and Sam show when I'm on. Oh yeah, I called into that. That's when you told me you were pregnant. Yeah, I wasn't, but my yeah, wife yeah. is. But uh, I did Sam's today, and I I realized what a bad fucking interviewer I am, and that I don't I don't have any really like I don't prepare for anything with a podcast. Right. I just go in and I just go, oh, let's just talk. Right. But Sam was like fucking on his game. Yeah. I was like it's a matter of time before he has his he does something on the next level. He's got. They got to give him a show because if they lose him to something it's else, fucking mistake. Yeah, he's just too. He he rides the line of sarcasm, and comedy and seriousness, and he's just he's really good with guests. Like he well, can really O and A have groomed. I think all of everyone that went through O and A yeah. boot camp of like I was an old school listener from not old school. I was old school when they first started on XM. Right. And I and everyone that's gone through there, you, Billy, like. All the guys that have done that show, Sam, have all kind of have the same sensibility and are really good on the mic by yourselves with other people. Yeah. So it's like it was a natural progression to see everyone get podcasts. And it's only a natural progression for Sam, who's fucking young as shit, sober, yeah. doesn't fuck, isn't a fuck up to go to do something on the next level. I learned how to do radio from Norton, actually. Really? I, I, Norton, I don't understand when I watch him do radio. I don't understand his process. I I. I when I I toured with him for a little bit and we'd have to do regular radio. This is back before they were XM even existed, and I would watch him because I had to do radio too. But I would always just go in and wing it. Yeah, that's and what be, I do. You know, but every radio station was different. Every who what this guy do? What you know? Blah blah. And every some people you know write down things you want to talk about. And we're just going to talk. Blah yeah. blah blah. So I learned each. I learned a lot from him that each show is different. Um, you know, you kind of you got to kind of figure out these are the topics I want to hit. What's going on in the news? Yeah, you got you know. And I was like, oh, okay, you can't just go in and yeah. I can't. And it, it made me um, it made me better on radio because Norton's very much uh, ch- like I've only done I think I've only done radio with him once I think or t- a couple times if yeah. that. But he uh, when I was there he he literally had his head into an iPad the whole time. Yeah, and then would just pop up and start t- talking. Yeah. Like he he was very multitasking, very like choose his own punches. Yeah. I go in and I just fu- like if I do radio on the road like terrestrial radio, mm. I just barrel through. Ask him if they have any whiskey. I'm fucking let's do Yeah. This. And, uh, I uh, take yeah. my shirt off. Yeah, I kind of I learned I learned to listen from that dude. I'm not a good listener. Really? I'm a horrible fucking listener. That's why I'm not the best actor in the world. Because <laughs> as they talk, I'm always thinking, what am I going to say? It's like when I introduce myself to someone, yeah. sometimes I'll hear, like, the, they'll go, Bert, have you met? And all I hear is, like, the beginning of the Chicago Bulls music. Like, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, as they're introducing themselves, I see the smoke coming out. Right. And I'm like, it is. And then I go, Bert Kreischer. Like, my introduction to people, I hear the buildup in my head. What so fucking, I don't even remember anyone's name. I'm like, what, what was your name? <laughs> I bet Ron Bennington today. You did? Yeah. I was a big fan of Ron, Ron and Ron when I was a kid yeah. in Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, and he could not be less enthused. <laughs> no, I don't think it's that at all. I think that's, you know, I I, I I have the same thing. It's like I don't think he, 
he likes me. I I love Ron. I love yeah. Ron and Fez. Oh, I love Ron and Fez. Uh, I... no, he's so funny, and I'm a fan of the show. And I hey Ron, how you doing? How you doing? I just same shit. But then one day Fez came, and I regret this. Fucking sucks when this happens, and it always happens. You want to you want to get the show you want to do or book a gig, plan a vacation, yeah. or get another gig that you really don't you know. <laughs> fucking, that's the truth, dude. He they called me. They're like, yeah, he, Ron wants you to do his show. His after, you know, that when they interview people, he interviews people. I forget what they call it. Um, uh, I know what you're talking about, Breakdown Comics. Yeah, or... it's like this. Uh, I forget the name. I'm such I'm losing it. But it was. I love the show. They did Patrice. They did everybody. And I was like, oh, I was like, are you sure? Like, I'm not. Yeah. Like, my self-esteem doesn't allow me to think that that's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it was all set. And then uh, they fucking, uh, they booked me some ridiculous gig. I think it was, I think, you know what, I had a film, uh, that pilot I shot for uh, FX last year, and I had to be on set or something, I couldn't do it, and I had to cancel, and they've never asked me, and it was like, oh, "Oh, we'll reschedule it, and I was like, okay, and I, and it's like, I've never been asked back, but it was like, oh, that's in my self-esteem, and stupid fate just always fucks things up, and I would have loved to, it was like awesome to be able to sit down with Ron, and you know, have him ask you questions. That would be, that's like the fucking. Maybe we'll do one together. Yeah. yeah. What is it? So I shot a, I told you for Travel Channel, a pilot. Fucking love it. I, I started talking to my Travel Channel peeps about it. Oh, do you know how fucking awesome that would be? I mean, I, I look, it's you don't get paid the most money in the world, but it, they're just fun to shoot. You know, fun to be on. It, there's nothing. It's such a great job. It's nothing better than being on a set. There's nothing better than being on a set in a beautiful location where you rap at five. Everyone goes to the pool, hangs out in the pool. You have fucking cocktails at night. Everyone just shoots the shit. You wake up early. Coffee, the best is you, everyone gets in the crew van and it's all the crew and you're just busting balls the entire ride over. It's a fun, it's a fun show. Yeah. I mean, it's a grind, you know, and you're away from your family life. There are trade-offs to it. Yeah. But, man, you would fucking love it. Yeah, I we we shot from it was a fucking grueling day. The first day was okay, yeah, because we just you know just getting there and we're chilling and going out to dinner and having fun. The second day was nine to three in the morning, but we were shooting the pilot, so yeah. I, you know it's like, dude, we can't. We got to throw it all out there because you got to figure out what the pilot is. What the yeah, is. so it was fun. Me and Sherrod, we had a lot of fun, but you know by the end of the day, I was like, let's go. Can we just get this fucking shot, yeah. please? Have you ever been that way? I mean, you see. Just come on. Do you, you ever yell at somebody on the set? Like, uh, do you ever get mad? I mean, they're friends. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I've definitely, I've definitely lost my temper on the set. But really? I've, I've, yeah. But I've, I've been shooting, I've been shooting this type of show for fucking thirteen years. I mean, as long mean? as I've been doing. What happened was when I got my first TV show, it was a hosted. They, everyone was like, "Don't do hosted television. You'll get pigeonholed as a host. You don't want to be a fucking host. You want to be an actor." This is ninety eight, ninety nine. But I did it. I was like, "Fuck it, I'll do it." Because it was money, and I didn't have any. Well, I was like, I don't, I didn't, I don't get the stereotype. Because I'm not in the business long enough to understand what what that stereotype is. Right. Like I don't. What you're saying, your stereotype is, I don't get it because I don't give a shit. It's money, and no one else, everyone else would do it if they get. I thought anyone else would get take the job, so I'm fucking taking the job. Right. But I did do. I because of that, I learned how to host, and then because of learning how to host for my entire career, I made maybe fifty pilots. I've maybe made 50 pilots, I'm going to say. It's amazing. And, but all things that were not a lot of money, just like, hey, we want to shoot a, a, a 
a TV show about the finding the world's best dancing dog. We want to shoot a TV show about llamas. We want to shoot a TV show about uh, bowling. We want to shoot a TV show about um, you doing a sex show. We want to – like just those things. Mm. And because I knew how to host and they knew that I can – the biggest thing with hosting is being able to get it in one take and be fun on the set. That's it. The crew doesn't want to last forever. You've got to be able to talk seamlessly about whatever you're going to do. You've got to be able to do a read. I'm here in Sandusky, Ohio. The world's number one amusement park is Cedar Point. I'm going to do the Fearsome Foursome Challenge. That's the top four fastest rides in under an hour. Top Thrill Dragster. Millennium. You know, you've got to be able to do that yeah. and do it in one take with people watching. Because if you can't, you turn what is a very easy shoot into a long fucking day. <laughs> we had that on our pilot. They the the concept, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but it was we you know, there was a local guide, let's say. Yeah. That takes us places and we learned blah blah blah. But the guy that they picked just couldn't get oh. it that couldn't Do they get the lip trembles? Dude, couldn't oh. and, and you know, the director who's this fucking really nice guy, he you know, he's he has to lie back in the back of the truck out of way direct on his side while moving you know it's like it's like fuck and oh. by by midday it was like just just you know what don't just don't say it bobby just give you you know and it was like i saved i saved a production uh i got it i got the best thing i did is i did a show one time and it was it was at washington dc with the marine corps there uh, the Marine Corps band is there. Right. Uh, all press is there, and I'm I'm starting a race. I'm starting a race across America in cars. Yeah. It's like a cannonball run, but we're finding things along the way. It's for it's for travel. I can be very. I I'll, I'll just be very candid about what it was. Yeah. It's for travel. It was like a special series, and they had paid a lot of money. They had a huge video village nice. that was in a truck. They had wow. and it was like it was like a fucking seven camera shoot. We had sweeping travel angles. channel. Travel Channel. It was a big special. I wow. forget what it was called, a road trip or something. And all I had to do was introduce the the people, and then the three judges were going to tell you the rules. Yeah. Now, it's a lot of copy. And that's the biggest thing about hosting is being able to memorize, say, a page of copy and deliver it naturally in conversation, allow people to interrupt, and still get through your copy. So I'm pretty good. At, I'm really good at that because I've been doing it for so long. So I go. I'm sure everyone's enthralled by this fucking story. But I think it's dude, this fucking interesting shit. You yeah. understand that I love Travel Channel. Yeah. It's been one of my favorite channels forever. Yeah. I love all the shit. Me and then, too. Me and too. And then when by you the were way. on it, I was like, holy shit, this is great. Me too. But I see you do this shit. Yeah. And now I've done it, but it's like, oh my, this is really interesting because you, it, it's not just a talking head, dude. There's a lot that goes into it. Oh, it's a, there's a dick load that goes into it. So we get there in the morning. And we go into hair and makeup. It's a big production. Yeah. I get my sides, and it's fucking intense. And I look at the other girls' sides, and I go, well, at least they have as much as I do. And so the three judges, there's three judges. And so I do mine, and it's all live. It's it's all supposed to be shot live, so it, you can't, like, break down. I mean, I can stop down and do a retake, uh -huh. but it, it's – as we're doing it, jets are flying over above, the flag's going, the band goes. I mean, it's fucking timed out. Right. Jets are fucking flying above us. Right. And they've, they've planned for these jets, so it's like we got two takes. So I do my read, first time, perfect. Yeah. And then I do the second one, I do a second for safety, and I loosen it up, I lighten it up. Yeah. Goes great, and I'm like, phew, I'm fucking done. And I had extensive read. They go to the first judge, and she's very good. She's a She's like a... She's like a model girl, and she does it, but it's a little stilted. She's holding her hands a little, like, definitely she has memorized it, okay? Yeah. But it's it's usable. The next girl, she does the first line, and you see the lip trimmer, and she's going, uh, uh. 
And so then she gets through it, but it's awkward. The uh-huh. next girl can't even get through a sentence and make it sound, I will be judging you. Uh. Oh, God. Can I take that from the top? And I see her start to fail, and I see her spiral. And once you started that spiral, it's fucking over. Done. So I'm like, fuck. And then I'm like, well, I guess they'll just have her. So they have her piece together. They give her the pages, and they go read the line, and then just drop it and say the line out loud. So yeah. So they do that, but they can't use it. Why? Because it, it doesn't cut with the big, wide shot. She's got a piece of white paper in her hand doing her lines. So the fucking producers pull me aside, and they're like, we're fucked. I go, what? And they're like, our only option is for you to deliver everyone's lines but we only have 15 minutes. And I was like, fuck. They give me, the, I'm telling you, I swear to God, this has gotten me m- a million jobs because of this. I went over, one, looked at everything one time. Now, mind you, I'd also heard them say it out loud, which is kind of easier when you hear someone say it. Yeah, yeah. So I go over, I put it back. Yeah. I do one take fuck of you. everyone from the beginning to end. Wow. I saw it. It's me reading the, I give, the, I outline the rules. I interview the judges. I interview everyone. I fucking did all the reads. I got out and the fucking, the guy's name is Hal. Guy, old director, he's from CBS. He right. comes up to me, gr- rips his headphones off, gives me a hug, and he goes, you just saved fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> and it was like, that's why you get jobs is because yeah. you just can do it in one take. You're fun to be around. That's right. the only reason I work. My acting teacher said that to me 20 years ago. Really? 20 years ago said, "Good, you want after a shoot, good guy would work with him again. Yeah. Would get you more jobs on shit. As opposed to dickhead didn't trust him a little rapey. <laughs> Which I've gotten. <laughs> I've gotten, but only on dates. Uh, yeah, good guy. <laughs> I've had women say that about me. I'd work with him a million times. That's yeah. the reason I'm still working is that just that. Yeah. Good guy. I think the whole thing Attell said to me when I first started doing clubs, he goes, all they care about is your bar sales. And are you fun to be around? Right. Then they're not going to watch you stand up. Yeah. If you're looking for a critique on your stand up, you're in the wrong place. Try not to get AIDS. Try not to get AIDS. Said that to Try not to get AIDS. <laughs> How much time are we done? Uh, right now, we're at a minute, uh, an hour twelve. You got to go. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm. Whenever you want to end it, I'm good, dude. This is your. This is your show. I'm I, producing. I love it. Everyone's going to go through it, the roof about the sound. They're going to be like, "God damn, Bert, your sound does sound awesome." <laughs> you got to, yeah. Well, fucking come uh, on maybe, the Riotcast. Yeah, go to, I'll go over to Riotcast. Come over to Riotcast. <laughs> we'll fucking hook you up at your. Uh, well, you could have this sound on the. Uh, it's just, it's hard because I'll I, get you some blue mic. You know how many? What microphones you got? Just the fucking Shure fifty eight Sennheimers. Whoa! Just like handheld microphones. Boo. I know. I got to step up my game. I'm thinking about going to wireless. What? Yeah. For what? Next level shit. No. Video wireless. What the fuck do you mean? I shoot this in a man cave, right? My man yeah. cave is like a, a palatial man estate in Great the back word. of my. It's gorgeous. Right? It is a. It's a six figure room built for me by DIY, which they didn't pay six figures. It was all given to them. Why did but, they build you this room? Because I ran. Because fucking, I just. I my wife said, if you put energy out there, it'll come back to you. So I said I wanted a man cave. Yeah. And then I next thing you know, I'm at an upfronts, and I run into Andy Singer, who's the head of uh, DIY at the time, now right. my president, and hopefully yours at Travel. Oh my god. Yeah, Andy's from Florida. He went yeah. to school at Florida uh, University of Florida. Yeah. Born and raised in Miami. Greatest yeah. fucking guy in the world. Yeah. Walked right up to him. I said, I want a man cave, and he was like. I'll tell you what, I'll give you one, but I'm going to put gator shit all over it because I went to Florida State. Yeah. And I was like, done. Really? Never yeah. thought it would happen. Next thing you know, boom, I got to fuck a man cave. Can I get one with Boston Red Sox stuff put on it? But yeah. I need, I, you know Tony ask, Saragusa? Ask him to get me a house first. <laughs> I need a house because my basement is my bedroom. Would you live out of, would you move out of this city? I'm, I'm going to. Really? Listen, last night I'm walking my fucking dog. Yeah. I have to avoid 
probably around seven other dog shits from these savages. God. These fucking savages. <laughs> All the people that are in jail for marijuana. Yeah. Release them. Replace them with these fucking backwards cunts that live in the greatest city in the world and don't pick up their fucking dog shit. I'm beyond anyone who doesn't pick up. I pick up dog diarrhea. Look, man, I understand snow. It falls in. It goes away. Yeah. I don't, no, no, I don't understand that. Get a fucking bag. Bend the fuck. If I'm bending over, you should be. Yeah. I want to find one of these people. I've never been able to catch them in the act because they all look around. They look, make sure nobody's coming, looking, and yeah. then they let it happen. I fuck. If you've ever, if you're listening to this and you've not picked up your dog shit intentionally, I hope you die in a fire I'll while go- your children are screaming, watching, Daddy, Mommy, don't die, and then you die. And I hope, it lasts, go, for, I hope it lasts for 10 hours. I'll go into a garbage can and get a bag to pick up my dog shit. I've, I've got newspapers. I've went in, got a bag, came back out, and picked it up. Yeah. How's that sound? Diarrhea? Go in your house, get water, throw it over the diarrhea yep. so it goes in the fucking sewer, you savage. I, I'm out of the city. I got I'm t- gone. Where do you want to go? I'm go- I'm go- I, need- I'm go- I need a house. You yeah. know what I need, dude? Yeah. I need, because I have my, we have, I love my apartment. It's my dream apartment. I've been to your apartment, I think. Or no, no, I take that back. I think I saw a video of your apartment. Well, you're more than welcome to come over anytime. You can yeah. never stay, but you can come over. <laughs> Don't ever think, that, hey, dude, no, it's not happening. Um, unless, like, you got arrested and you got something bad. If you have blood on you. Then I can stay. You can stay. Take I'll, a shower. I'll clean you up. Bullet wound. <laughs> Just yeah. like John John Holmes in, in Wonderland. Right. Hey, You'll put me in the bed. Bert, yeah. this isn't your blood. You're not bleeding blood, Bert. This is someone else's blood. <laughs> But yeah, like I have a you know a walk-in shower. I did my kitchen over. It's a duplex. I, I fucking love my. It's two blocks from Times Square. It's it's the most insane bachelor pad, and it's a great couple pad. Yeah. But now that we're having a baby, I need a house. Yeah, having a house is in like a backyard. And yeah. Putting a grill out back. And yeah, I need a house. You know what? You know what? I got yelled at for with our dog. I didn't understand the. The I didn't understand the actual definition of it was curb your dog. Do you know what that means? Yeah, you gotta you gotta pick up your dog shit. Nope. What? Curb your dog. Put them off the curb. Means let have them piss on the slice of grass that's over by the curb, and not the one that's in front of the house. Oh well, that curb your dog in New York doesn't mean that because nobody has grass in front of. Someone the house. yelled at me. They're like, "Don't let them pit because right. piss kills grass." Right. They're like, don't let him piss on our front yard. Yeah. Have him piss on that stretch of grass over there that we have for your dog to piss. Right. And I have a fucking bull mastiff. So that Jesus. Thing, oh, that takes human-sized shits in our backyard. I mean, remember I used to have a joke about that? No. I used to have a joke about there's nothing worse in New York City than seeing some hot chick <laughs> picking up a fucking big, wet fucking log yeah. on a Saturday <laughs> night. Some chick in a fucking dinner dress, high heels, picking up a wet dick <laughs> Just seeing, <laughs> just seeing the bull mastiff and his legs are shaking. Pick that shit up, bitch. You know, it's just an awful, just fu- fucking shit joke. I used to have about uh, that. Our dog will take like seven shits in the backyard, and you got to go through and pick them all up because you have big. I mean, the funniest. I How funny am I though? I just tried to punch up my own joke because it was bombing on your podcast. <laughs> I started adding shit that wasn't there, and then the dog, and, and then the, the dog's and trembling, and, and the tail's out. Yeah, you know what I mean? Here, you ever seen Brewer do his, this this thing? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you still weren't laughing. I just gave up. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get the fuck out, dude. The city is beautiful, Why but you I move need out to LA. Uh, fuck you and your dreams. <laughs> it's so great out you're, there. You're you're LA, dude. You've I'm been very much LA. You're fucking LA is it's Florida and New York. Yeah, it is. It's it's beautiful. The weather, I get it. I've been there, but you know what? I'm an East Coast guy. I love the East Coast. If I I would move out there, I, I don't hate L.A. I yeah. really don't. I'm, I'm done with great those. Great time days. to buy a house in L.A. right now. Yeah, but great time. I'd only buy a house if I had a show. If I if I had to be out there, I just you know my family it sucks here. for the road because everything's across the country. I got nobody. I got nobody out there. Yeah, I got nobody. So hey, you I have a wife and a baby. Don't fucking. You know what? I I wish I wish to God that I'd somehow I'd stayed or kept roots in here because like last night I went. We get done your podcast here at the mm-hmm. cellar, mm-hmm. and I go and I go to get a beer because I don't have to. I'm going to go meet Frosty. Yeah, and I was like, I'm going to go back to the back table and say hi to whoever's there. And I don't know a fucking soul. I was like, some guy Steve who was really nice. He's like, yeah, you look familiar. Yeah, big head Steve. And I was like, I was like, I don't fucking know anybody. Yeah, and I was like, I'm fucking. I'm out of the scene in yeah. the New York comedy scene. I'm like, so everyone's that, younger. It's 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 a good thing, Bert. Really? It's yeah. But you got to look because back in the day, we were here every single night. Seven nights a week until four or five in the we we'd hear birds chirping. Yeah, that's when that, our night- when that electric blue sky would start up on the fucking yeah. floor. I love that sky. That was a great Remember fucking feeling. That? Yes, you go up to the roof, yeah. pound some beers. Oh, are my hookers and my desk because yeah. I didn't drink. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, we, we've uh, we've moved on. That's what you want. Now, look, man, you could get on here anytime you want. You could do your comedy. Yeah. You do it all over the place. But now we're, you know, I don't hang out as much. I used to hang out every single night. I don't, if I'm not doing new jokes, I'm not coming in. I'm not coming in for accolades. Did it change? Did the seller change when Patrice died? The, no, Patrice didn't work here. He didn't? No, he like, he, you never heard that story? No. Yeah, he um he could have at this point uh, before he passed away. Yeah. Of course, you know Esty and Noam and they were you know of course whatever you want, but I think it was years years ago when Manny Manny was still alive. He was uh, it was me Geraldo Norton and Patrice at the back table and Patrice was on it was a Saturday night a Friday night and he was on, <laughs> and Manny was there with his you know his wife and Esty, and everybody was talking except nobody was talking to Patrice. Like, I was talking to Norton and Ava, and Geraldo was talking to Manny and Esty, and Patricia just sitting there left out. So fucking dumbzo that he is, he, you know, he had to, you know, be Patrice and take over the conversation. Yeah. And he pointed it, you know, with his fucking finger to Manny. Manny, uh, let me uh, let me ask you a question. Um, are those, your, your, your teeth real? Those real teeth? <laughs> it's like, dude. It's like that's like saying, "Is that a is that a wig, man? Yeah. Is that a wig? You know him, yeah. Right? He's just fucking. He's, but he, man, he snapped. Fucking you, you, and try to embarrass me. Yeah, you, you said that, and, and Patricia's like, "No, I just want you got good teeth. I just want." God, damn he just it. didn't know. He wasn't, and then he tried backpedaling. You know what I mean? Because he yeah. really didn't mean to be a dick. He was just an idiot. It was yeah. a dumb move. He snapped on him so bad. Get out of here! You know? And then I remember Norton got kicked out that night, too. He actually, because he was defending Patrice, and we were all defending Patrice. Like, look, he's an idiot, but he didn't mean it. He wasn't, it's just, he fucked up. We all fuck up. Yeah. 
I've done it. I fucked up Patrice once. We got into an argument, and he said, you know, you're fat, and I go, I hope you die of diabetes. He was like, Bobby, I have diabetes, motherfucker. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like when it's like when I left Scotland and I said to him, I go, Patrice, I'm really glad we got to hang out. I feel like it, I'm lucky that we're friends. He's like, we're not friends. I was like, what? He was like, we're not friends. I mean, you're going to let me spend the night at your house, are you? And I was like, no. And he goes, then we're not friends. Yeah. We work together and that's it. And I was like, oh, fine. Fuck you. I said that at his funeral. What? But uh, anyways, let me. The, he, he got kicked out. That was his last time working at the cellar. And Norton defended him and left. He was back two days later, of course, because yeah. you know he would love doing spots. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, I fucked up. You know, fucking. But um, yeah, Patrice. Then he was just fucking. I don't need to work there. He was so confident. He was like, I don't need. I'll go somewhere else. I don't care. That's cool. Fuck. And then he never came in. He would retire, you know, from comedy every fucking. If he had nothing to say, he would not go on stage. And then something fucking would happen noble. in the news. Something would happen in the news, and he would go in and have to talk about it. Yeah, and that's when you'd see Patrice in town. But um. Yeah, he he, and at his funeral, I said that when I spoke, is that he taught me how to be a friend. Because I remember when I was in L.A., I was living there, and uh, that's when we went on the road trip. Yeah, and he stayed at my house, and he was like, "Bobby, I, you drive me over here and drive me. Uh, I gotta go to Laugh Factory. We were in a competition, and I didn't make it, uh, and he did. He made it to the next round, and he goes, "Bobby, drive me over to the." Uh, and I was like, I'm not your fucking chauffeur, dude. Yeah. You drive you over to this place. And he goes, what the fuck? He goes, no, you're not. You're my friend, stupid. And that's what friends do. You chauffeur me the fuck around when I'm in your town. Now, that you, you drive me where I need and pick me up, motherfucker. That's what you do. And I was like, you're, you're right. I'm your fucking friend. And I made it about some bullshit. And yeah. You need a ride. And I'm your only friend out here. I'm your only guy. If I don't give you a ride, you're fucked. You're done. So yeah. I was like, yeah, you're right. I had to, I had to give him a, uh, you know, I was, and I, I said it was funeral. It was kind of funny. I was like, well, for black people, that's white people don't do that. You just get your own ride. Yeah. <laughs> I go, a well, black friend. He told me how to be a good black friend. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I got a laugh, dude. Uh, <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> But uh, I remember as uh, a funeral too. I said, um, you know, we went to Patrice. We, I go, we went to Brazil. And I looked over the priest. I go for culture, because <laughs> everybody. <laughs> I wish I had gone to that funeral in retrospect. I'm glad I'm. I didn't because I didn't want to be the guy that flew out from L.A. and then people thought I was out there to network because I knew there were. I'm sure there were people that did that. But you know, I was like, I I, I looked at the ticket. It was fifteen hundred dollars to fly out because it was obviously it was the last minute that he passed. Yeah, for first class. Well, yeah. Well, I'm well, not flying coach. Do you and not so, fly coach anymore? No, I don't fly coach. Listen to me. No, I fly coach, but I I book I book only on American. And it was it was the last minute, and the ticket was like was probably nine hundred dollars coach, and there was no chance of getting upgraded. And I was like, and I was like, if I show up, I'm going to be around a bunch of people that'll be like, I haven't seen you in a while. Like, are you here? Why are you here? And I was just like, I don't want to be that guy. And, and then I, all I could hear was Patrice in my head going, I wouldn't spend nine hundred dollars to go to your funeral. <laughs> I was like, hey, you're right, Patrice. So I said goodbye to him my own way. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? So you you no? Do you really not fly? This is this. No. I want to know what that part of the. It's not. It's not. First of all, you. I get it in a contract. I probably shouldn't talk about contracts, but most <laughs> of my contracts I I have negotiated because of a fear of flying. I negotiated a business class or better travel. I did that in mine. Yeah, it's, I did it's it very common. Contract. It's very common. It and should then, be. You should be in because for one thing, 
it's um, it's better for the company. It's better for everyone. And anytime I like uh, uh, any type of pilot or any type, of, it's always in the contract because because yeah. if they have to cancel it or something does happens, it's so much easier to do that. And it's easier to reschedule. Get me out out earlier. So like anytime I fly for business, it's always business class. But if I fly for myself, I am I have worked the system. I'm I'm in the upper echelon of American Airlines that people don't even know about in the quality. Yeah, I'm what in the you, fucking how I'm in the Fight Club. Oh fucking! Because I fly that much, I fly two hundred fifty thousand miles a year on American. You fly that much? I think figure I flew. I had one month where I flew back and forth from Italy twice to Scotland once, and then back and forth from LA from just work. What what work? Doing TV shows, Travel Channel. Yeah, Travel Channel. So like I'm going back and forth, and I choose. Trip Flip does that. I did another one, another special called Trip of a Lifetime. Oh yeah, and that shot we shot in Italy. I came home, went back to Italy, went to Boston to an event, went back to L.A., went to Italy, shoot Trip of a Lifetime, came back to L.A., then I went to Scotland, and then I think from Scotland went to Australia. So it's like I fly. I had one month that was so amazing. Like I traveled so much. I was like, I like I've got to be able to get over my fear of flying. Still haven't. But when I fly personally. I get given – there's 10 times a year I can just say – I buy a coach ticket and I say I want it to be first class. And then I can – they'll give it to me first class because it's called a VIP upgrade. And then I have um, – and then I get complimentary upgrades. So most of the time I can look at a plane, see it's half full and first, and go, well, if I book a coach ticket, I'll get upgraded anyway. Right. So, yeah, I haven't flown – I pay I pay coach what when is, I fly. What is your what is your fear of flying? I know. Fear of death. You think it's going to crash? I just don't want to die. Well, do you – same same reason I don't want to leave a party. Why? Because I, I I don't want to miss the good shit. Like it's the same. Like it. The, my fear of death is I don't want to miss the good shit. Like I don't want to miss it. And then I like I if I even think about death, I start getting like, oh, up in my head about it. Like I fu- I have a terrible fear of, of death. Really? Oh, I can spin myself into an anxiety attack thinking about death. Do you get anxiety attacks? Oh, of course. Like what? Like, like what happens in anxiety? Attacks? Like uh, like M- yeah. Like you're. You, I, for me, uh, I'll put on like it'll almost be like blinders are on. Right. I'll get tunnel vision and I'll yeah. start losing my sense of like everything will seem like louder, like everyone's shouting at me, and and I'll, I'll have no balance and like sometimes my st- sometimes it's dictated by my stomach. So if I've eaten shitty food or I've eaten had too much coffee, yeah. that'll happen. But the majority of times it's just like just you lose all perspective. Blinders on, you're everything's tilting. It sounds like everyone's yelling at you. Fucking horrible. I get angry. Really? Uh, yeah. When I get anxiety, now that I quit smoking and I don't, you know, fuck shit, um, you know, I'm fucking on Craigslist trying yeah. to fucking get a hand job. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now, you know, of course it's eating, but <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get a hold of that. Now it's, yeah, I get the anxiety comes out in anger. And it's always come out in anger. I just figured that out. Remember the time we did the road trip and I yeah. fucking, I ripped the roof off the thing. I think about and that And I snapped so on much. you. Uh, yeah, and all I said was, "Hey, don't worry, we'll all pay for it." And I, I was just anxiety. Yeah, and that's what I was. I mean, that's who I was taught to deal with anxiety as a kid. Really? Yeah, my step stepfather used to hit me, and my mother used to scream and yell. Do you yell, think you're going to hit your kid? I hope so. I hope that I can whack it. Really? To teach it things. You'll be shocked. Are you out of your mind? You'll be shocked. I'm not going to hit my kid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to hit your kid. I'm not. Look, this Leanne is, hit my hit, Leanne hit Isla once. Really? Yeah, and I was like, "Whoa, you didn't green." She did it. The, look, I'm just. This is secret time because I know she doesn't listen to my fucking podcast. She doesn't. She, no, she does not. She has no fucking interest. That's She's great. Like, she has no. She interest. a square? What does she do? She's a mom. But she d- never had a headshot. No, no, she had a headshot. She did. Yeah, she had a headshot, but uh, they told her she, you can either be 
overweight, this is back when, that you can be overweight like a Janine Garofalo or you can be lose a ton of weight and be like a waif like Winona, Winona Ryder, but you, you're in the, in, the, in, in the middle right now and it's not working. Mm-hmm. And so she just decided to stay who she was and then started writing and then was writing screenplays, met me, and that's when we met. But she, um, she, she hit our youngest daughter in front of her family, I think, to kind of like – to kind of like show that she was a good parent because they're all rednecks and they all hit their kids. <laughs> and so Isla was acting up and we don't hit our kids. And she, I think she did it to prove I parent this child. Right. And I fucking found out and I lost my shit. I was like, listen, I don't have a problem with you spanking our kids if it's a decision that we arrive on. But we've never, we've never done it. We've, we've never done it both. So we've kind of agreed not to do it. We didn't ever had a conversation about it, but we just haven't hit the kids. And then you hit Isla in front of your family. I was like, and she was like, I brought her into a bed. I go, no, that's bullshit. Like, and I got fucking pissed. Really? Yeah. And Isla's been hit a few times. <laughs> Isla, my dad hit Isla. Really? Like, oh, yeah. He smacked her in the ass. And she Why? Because she's a fucking lunatic. This kid's a fucking lunatic. Well, what do you hit a kid for? Um, I don't know. I've never hit a kid, so I don't know. My dad spanked her because she was uh, acting up, and he was trying to enjoy a, a whiskey and a cigar. And he gave her a smack on the ass. He goes, damn it, Isla, and just hit her. Sounds and like the 1920s. And she, she looked at me, and she goes, Daddy, Papa hit me. What did you say? And I said, well, I don't know what to tell you. I still borrow money from the guy. Really? <laughs> Back then, yeah. It was like fucking six years ago. I was like, I don't know what to tell you, kiddo. I was like, he's allowed to hit all of us. <laughs> he paid my fucking car payment he's last month. to hit month. all of us and have sex with mom twice yeah. a year. <laughs> he's the big guy around here. I had to borrow money for him for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> that's fucking terrible. Yeah, but Leanne did it. I've never hit. I've never hit either. Kid. You've never hit your kid. Never. Never spanked their butt. Never. Never grabbed him and shook him. And why are you here? Never. Never. Not even. I'll tell you what I did that was real shitty the other night, no. and and I felt guilty about it. You wiped poo into her vagina. No, I put her in the corner and I pissed on her. No, well, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Georgia did. Georgia's in this like real sassy phase. Yeah. And I was trying to explain to them, you know, our dog's fucking like 140 pounds. So I was trying to explain to them, you can't get in Priscilla's face and 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 Mad Dogger. Sometimes they'll get in her face and they'll, I mean, the, Isla especially will get in her face and go, and then Priscilla will be like, what the fuck? But Isla will hold on to her ears so she can't move. Right. Isla's a fucking lunatic. When this kid was a baby, you thought she was trying to kill herself. It was like she had a life insurance policy on herself, and she was trying to collect the money. Really? Like she was a fucking, yeah, she's a tough kid to parent. But Georgia, I, told, I sat them down, and I was explaining and explaining how you can't do that, how you got to respect a dog's privacy and respect their, their space, and you can't scare them when they're sleeping. You can't, all the things. And Georgia got up and goes, yeah, yeah, we get it, and walked out of the room. Right. And I was like, I go, whoa. And I fuck, I went and I talked to her. I go, Georgia, and she was not respecting the fact that that was disrespectful. She was like, you could see her like almost rolling her eyes. And so I was like, all right, cool. All right, I'm taking off for New York tomorrow. I'll talk to, I'll give you guys a call from New York. And I went and got in my bed, and I laid in my bed with my shoes on, just laid in the bed and kind of folded my arms. And I was trying to figure out what the fuck to do. And Georgia realized that what she did was shitty, and she came to the room to apologize to me. Yeah. And she stood at the door, and she was like, Daddy, Daddy. And you could tell she was sorry, but I was so fucking pissed. Yeah. I go, you know what? I don't want to deal with you. I go, maybe later. I'll talk to you when I get back from New York. And she went, and I saw her melt down like, oh. holy shit. She went in her room. It's, they, Leanne puts him into bed. She's in her room. She's oh. crying. And I'm and I'm I'm like 
I just fucking treated her like a girlfriend. <laughs> I treated her like I'd treat Leanne when I'm pissed. Right. Like I did. I, I leveraged emotional. Like I'm your dad. I'm on the road for fucking five days. I'll call you when oh, I get man. back. I was so fucking guilty. Jesus. I went man. into the, I went into a room and she was like crying. Oh. And I was like I was like baby, I'm. I, I I didn't say I'm so sorry. I let I let her apologize to me. I'm really sorry. I was I was me- I was mean to you, Daddy, and I didn't mean to be. I was trying to be funny, and I thought you'd think it was funny, and I kind of knew that in the back of my head. But I was I let her apologize, and then and then I was like, okay. And so I and Leanne's like, don't engage. Let it happen. Let her apologize. Let her let her own that she can't act like that to us. Right. I knew that I'd been shitty. So the next morning. I'm getting ready to go to the airport. Everyone comes and jumps into bed to wake me up. Yeah. And I apologize to George. I was like, honey, I'm so sorry. I was shitty to you last night. Yeah. And I was like, and she was like, she didn't even remember. She was like, what are you talking about? Right. And I was like, yeah, you remember when you were crying? She was like, ah, I cry all the time. Right. So I was like, fuck. But I, that's the closest I've come. But then you pissed on her. Then I pissed on her. Okay, good. <laughs> Before <laughs> you pissed left. on her. Dude, God. that's fucking... First, we're at an hour and thirty-four. I don't know how long your podcast. Goes. Oh, we can wrap it up. We can wrap. Whatever it up. you want. I'm, no, I gotta. I'm gonna. I gotta go back uptown. I gotta walk. I'm. I'm walking. That is why. Because I like it. Walk forty-four blocks, just fucking pounding ground. I love mm. it. I love it. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna stop by. I think I'm gonna stop by Eddie Wong's Bauhaus. Have you ever heard of Bauhaus? What's that? It's this restaurant. It's Taiwanese food. I've never had it. What is that? I don't even know, man. Where is it at? I don't even know. I'm where gonna is, fucking Google it. Where is it? Bauhaus. Easter East Village. These villages down here. Yeah, 14th Street. Yeah, that's right up here. Yeah, I'm gonna go stop by Bauhaus and get some pa- Taiwanese bao. What's that? Uh, who fucking knows? Now you got me interested. This is our new show <laughs> called Me. <laughs> We're pounding the street with he's, Bert. He's and Bob. He's interesting as shit. That guy. Who? Eddie Wong. Really? Yeah, he's uh, he's a comic, but I don't know like stand. I don't know how much stand up he actually does. Yeah, because he does own a restaurant. He does write books and he does have a show on Vice. But he does say love he Vice. Does, Vice what? Vice. Vice Guide? Yeah. I love those guys. Yeah, he does a show Fuck called- Fuck do I love those guys. Fresh Off the Boat. Love them. Yeah. He was going to do the podcast this week, but he's kind of wrapped up. Ah, oh, fuck. Sorry. He, he replied, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm in. And then his manager called, and he's like, he's not. It's terrible. Then you got stuck with me. No, I didn't get stuck. You were my first choice. Shut your face. I swear to God, I texted you, Jim Norton, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, I'm the only one that responded. No, Jim. Jim was going to do it, but he had to leave today. And he got busy yesterday, and I was like, and yeah, "That was means like, he's not." That's so funny. Yeah. I was gonna do it, but dude, I'm busy, and then I'm leaving. Yeah, so no. Like, yeah, he was like, "Yeah, reach out." Jim's always been nice. I don't know if he, I don't know if he really wants to do it, but at least right. he's nice enough to not make me feel like I'm, I'm an asshole. Nah, you're not. You're one of the nicest guys in the business. And Amy Schumer's on next week. And really, then, yeah, I'm gonna. She's do, great. She is fucking great. Love Amy. She killed our hamster. What? Yeah. When we we used to let her back when she wasn't famous, yeah. we'd let her stay at our house when we went out of town. Yeah, and Liam would be like, "Yeah, she loved to party with my sisters. They lived down the block, uh-huh. and she'd have our house. It was a you know huge apartment loft, and we'd let her you know, hey, do us a favor though, watch our dogs and our cats." And she'd be yeah. like, "Fine, not a problem." Yeah. Come back one time, she's like, "Got a note. Sorry about your hamster." <laughs> well, how'd it die? <laughs> Knows. Yeah. She, All was, I know is that what if Amy's a serial killer? <laughs> she just was like fucking audition. Goddamn yeah, hamster just, keeps looking at me. Yeah, just <laughs> fuck it off. you, fuck you, Cinderella. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. The uh, best part of that story is yeah, yeah. is that so the girls didn't understand what death was. Oh no. So the, the the hamster's name was Ariel. So we take Ariel <laughs> out to the front of our street on Detroit Street and dig a hole. But on we, the curb on side. On the curb side. <laughs> and we bury Ariel. <laughs> and as we bury it, uh, Isla's like, Isla's like, when are we going to see Ariel again? And, oh, no. and we're like, Isla, Ariel's dead. And they're like, oh, wait, dead? 
what's dead? And we're like, dead goes to heaven, and you'll never see it again. And you could see her, like, eyes sinking in. And then she's like, wait, do I know anything else that has died? And Leanne's like, yeah, your grandfather. And she was like, grandma's dead! And we're like, and grandma. She's like, grandma's dead! Are you fucking kidding me? You're like, and you're like, yeah. And your aunt Susan. And you're like, she's like, all these fucking things are dead. And they fucking lost it. The only other best dead story than that is this. So Isla and Isla and Georgia got two, got two, got two goldfish, right? Two magic goldfish. Goldie and, uh, Goldie and I forget the other one's name. Oh, it had, oh, let's just say it's Ariel too. I'm sure it's Ariel also. So Leanne's friend stays at our house to watch our goldfish and we come back and she's like, Ariel died. And Leanne's like, oh, fuck, Isla's going to be a mess because now she knows what death is. Right. So we go back and we take the goldfish out of the fucking thing, put it in the thing. We're like, listen, Isla, we got some bad news. Uh, Ariel died. And Isla fucking melts down. I mean, you, it's uncontrollable. And Georgia, in this real fucking almost like bitchy way, starts like, oh, well, at least Goldie's still around. And Isla's like, this is like, we're like, Georgia, stop. Let Isla have her moment because... Uh, this is a really big deal for her, but I, George is almost like sticking the knife in and turning it. Like, oh, sorry that yours is dead, but mine isn't dead. And and George and Isla's getting worse and worse until we go to flush the goldfish down the toilet and have our moment. Right. And as we do, Isla goes, "That is an Ariel. That's Goldie." And George is like, "What?" <laughs> and we look and she goes, "Oh, Ariel's still alive." And George is like, "Fucking Goldie's dead." It was the most beautiful fucking moment. And we were like, God. "Dude, this oh. is this is really listen. I know you're gonna wrap this up, but Amy Schumer killed one of your pets. <laughs> killed her hamster. Dude, this is not good. I gotta fucking. Dude, I gotta get. I'm gonna get clarification on that. Do you know how hard it is to kill a hamster? Yeah, this thing was like we had a, it would we'd let it go in the house, and the other the dog and the cat couldn't kill it. Yeah, dude. This, this, it's it gets like, one weekend with Amy Schumer, and it's like fucking suit Yeah, up. one bad audition. She grabs it and chokes it out and throws fucking, it against the TV. Fucking Jesselnick, where is he? He's <laughs> on the road. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bobby. Thank you so much for doing my podcast and hosting my podcast and producing, uh, and producing my podcast. Yes. If you guys have any compliments on the sound, please check out Bobby's podcast network called Riotcast. And you know what, dude, is his podcast. You yes. know what, dude? Dude, meeting Dan, by the way, Soder, yeah. was a fucking treat. Really? That guy's funny as shit. Dan's a very funny guy. Man. I enjoy I enjoy listening to your podcast so much. Yeah, I love Dan. I love all the guys on my show. They're really yeah. funny. They're all the New York... Uh, I have a lot of the younger guys on. Actually, not yet, but, you know, guys who... Yeah, Dan's pretty old. No, yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, well, Dan and Joe List and Luis yeah. Gomez. I know and- Luis Gomez. He worked with me up in... Uh, for a weekend, he did, like, a spot with me up in uh, Northern Upstate. At that at the Liberty Live, yeah, he has the Hammer Fist podcast. Hammer Fisting on yeah. the podcast too. Yeah. yeah, he's great. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for having me on. This is any dates you want to plug? Um, no, just go to um, everyone on Death Squad. Follow Bobby Kelly. Uh, he is at Robert Kelly Death Squad. That's such a badass name. Isn't fucking, it? it's a it's an insane organization to be involved with, isn't it? Dude, you have no fucking idea. What do you mean? It's it's like being a part of Fight Club. Yeah, it's. It's it is just like you saw in that movie. Yeah, you'll see. It happened to me today. Uh, what? Just people. Just I was up at the up at um, Sirius XM. And dude yeah. just walks by and goes the machine. Yeah, and I it's just it. like it's this great like underground. Everyone follows what ultimately is you know the 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 tenements of Death Squad, which is don't be cunty, 
uh, be your own hero. Like fucking, like it's just be healthy. Yeah. Try to fucking live your life. Like don't talk shit about other people. Stay away from negativity. Yeah. It's like a bunch of you know things that I guess Joe is ultimately kind of talked about. Right. But it kind of everyone adheres to, and it's 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 a positive energy thing, right. and everyone supports each other. It's fucking great. You got to come great. out when you come out. You got to do Joe's podcast. Well, I mean that would be Joe's decision. Well, I'll shoot Joe. I, no, a lot of times you guys come out, and I don't think he knows you guys are out there. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Joe. I love yeah. Joe, and and, and uh, you and Brewer. I'd love to see both of you guys do his at different times. Obviously, yeah. But you and Joe could talk for. I wouldn't get a fucking word in edgewise if Brewer's on. I party with Brewer in Pittsburgh. He can talk, man. I fucking love that guy. guy dude. I fucking. I my first time ever meeting him, and I should have. I should have him on my podcast sometime. He lives right I here. Fucking love Brewer. He's the best. He's yeah. one of them. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you some stories off air about Brewer. Oh boy. All right, man. Well, thanks <laughs> I love you, Bobby. Up. Thank you so much. You got to go to my website, robertkellylive.com. and t- and see him live. You're gonna one of the one of my favorite stand ups I've ever worked with. Hands down, no questions asked. He is the the prototype of what is, I believe, where my genre of stand-up comes from, which is New York-style stand-up, which is The Room is his show. He, I, there are legendary stories about Bobby doing uh, doing colleges in a in a single room, standing on a desk and performing from the kids and have them having him come back. Yeah. You know the, you know the one I'm talking about. Too. Yeah. All right. Bobby, I'll let you go. Thank you so much, brother. Thanks, buddy. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.